All righty then. Week seven, it's the churn. Welcome back. It's your co-host, the commish, alongside me, Connor Bods. Welcome to Wednesday evening. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Past the uh, halfway point of the week, which means uh, tomorrow night we get football. And then Sunday we get football. Saturday there's some college football. Monday we get football too. Is this going to be, do you think this is going to be a full weekend of uh, Sunday games? Or do you think anything's going to uh, to kind of get pushed back and moved? Well, uh, they did just send home the one of the offensive linemen for the Raiders. That'll be a situation to monitor, monitor contact tracing. John Gruden's a little bit worried over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, you know, obviously bringing us back into the COVID roulette of the game slates. We definitely don't know what's going to happen there. Very early to tell. Um, happy to have you guys alongside us again. Uh, Wednesday headed into week seven. The turning point has passed us. Connor said he's doing well. I do feel the heat through Zoom today. I don't know what kind of week he's having, but I'm definitely happy to be over the hump as well. Getting into Thursday, getting football back. We'll be ready to go as the week moves on. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Um, We'll say my Giants finally got a win. Um, I know that's what everyone is dying and listening to this podcast for is to hear me talk about the Giants. So they got a win. They are one and five and they are one game out from first place while simultaneously being one game back from the first pick in the draft. So we're in a great spot right now. Could not be happier. Yes. And for those wondering, I have definitely joined in on the bandwagon. Something about that division says it's wide open seven to one odds right now. Uh, So I actually just tossed my name into the hat of the New York giants and said that they're the dark horses to maybe win that division there. Just going down the down the list, Cowboys are two and four. Red Rifle, obviously, he jammed in the uh, – he got jammed up this past weekend. He actually got smoked in primetime. That was not even worth watching. They have 173 points for, best offense in the division. They've given up 218 points this year. Their net is minus 45. So, unbelievable. Moving forward, the next so none of the none of the teams in the division obviously are positive. They're all miserably bad. We have Thursday night football. I got a reason to watch. It's Giants, Eagles. If the Giants get a win here and the Cowboys lose, they're like they're like right there in terms of knocking on the door. Yeah, I I do have a little bit of hope right now. I, I don't know. I mean our defense mm, might be the best in the division. I, I know that's not saying much because, I mean, none of the defenses are really that good, but I think if our offense can kind of figure things out, I think we need to open things up a little bit more with Jones. And who knows? I I don't know. I have a sneaky feeling um, about this team, but it could all just be dashed on Thursday night. Is this game – hold on. Where's this game? Is it in Philly? I'm bringing it up right now. Oh, no, it's in Philadelphia. Are they wearing the black? If they wear the black, hammer the Eagles. Eagles are going to win by 30. Um, Giants cannot beat them when they're wearing their black uniforms in prime time. So we'll see. Have they announced it yet, what they're wearing? Oh, yeah, they're wearing black. Um, I'm going through Instagram right now. So, Joe, I'm sorry. Um, Your bet's not looking too great already. That's all right. That's all right. We'll we'll still take it. We'll still take it in stride here, and we'll hope hope to see something good happen on Thursday. 
I actually like to fade Thursday football for fantasy purposes, but I'm actually toiling between a Darius Slayton versus T Higgins starts a decision in half PPR. Wanted to get your thoughts on that because it's two guys kind of in similar situations almost. What are your thoughts putting those two next to each other this weekend and then to week seven? So the Bengals, um, I don't know who they're playing off the top of my head. The Browns. They're playing the the Browns. Browns, So that's, I don't know. What's the over-under? That's over-under 15-and-a-half. You got 44-and-a-half in New York, Philly. My only thing with Slayton is it looked like he kind of got hurt this week. Um, He is – when he scored the touchdown, he kind of, like, limped off. So if he's – I'm actually going to look it up. I I have not really been following his status that closely. Come on, Connor. You got it. Ready for Thursday. Okay. I mean, look, he's playing – I mean, I like Slayton. I think Slayton is a very, very good football player and has to has less competition for targets. So I would probably lean Slayton. I think he also gives you a little bit more upside, but Higgins, I think it would probably be a safer play. All right. So I think here's the situation, though. If I start Higgins, I have to play Joe Burrow. I have Joe Burrow ready to go. This start decision question there is actually him versus Matt Ryan this week. Matt Ryan is another guy worth worth bringing up here. He's a fantasy roller coaster. We've been talking about Matt Ryan even year plays. Apparently, history sh- shows he, his best years are even years. He's been the hardest start sit decision in quarterback football this year. Every I and I know even year Matt Ryan is supposed to be good, but now it kind of this is feeling like an odd year where it's like kind of back and forth you're not really sure what you're getting but I don't know man I, I kind of like this matchup against Detroit I think I would go Matt Ryan over Burrow um, I think that you're just trying to get cute playing the Higgins Burrow stack I think if, even if you decide to play Higgins I think you should still go with Matt Ryan mm, all right well that that'll be something to uh, toil toil with uh, tomorrow night got to make that decision soon Couple things uh, we wanted to just kind of highlight, breeze over. Remember to follow us at the Churn FF on Twitter at JDFran14 at Connor Bods. Um, this week we actually have a, a little bit of a guest interview that we're going to be alluding to and introducing in the Dynasty section of the podcast. We brought on league mate Aaron Cass and shout out to him at underscore TMF podcast. Correct? Correct. TMS. TMS. TMS at underscore TMS podcast on Twitter. Um, they're on a bunch of different platforms. Um, he's got his own thing going, his own gig running. So we wanted to give a little shout out there. Um, if you're interested in the in the listen, obviously get him a follow, get him a, a subscription and go from there. Yeah, it was a fun interview um, for anyone who's listening to this who may not um, be a part of the Dynasty League and not listening. I would recommend giving it a listen. Um, Cass is a good dude. It's a very kind of interesting and I thought fun interview that we had some smack talk, some insight into some trades that he's done throughout this season um, and kind of just his motto right now, which is just win baby, which I mean, should be the motto for everyone. I think in every league. Well said. All right. Anything stick out to you uh, that you wanted to cover football wise? We, we were kind of discussing, it was almost uh a little bit more quiet of a week. I have a couple things I wanted to cover, but let me know. What do you got on your side? Anything that really stood out to you that you wanted to jump into? Biggest thing is the Bucks Packers game. I feel like that's probably everyone's biggest takeaway. He 
the Buccaneers made Rodgers look human, which it's hard to do, but they kind of reverted back, I feel like, to the Packers from last year where I thought that they were frauds and they got exposed by a good defense and a good running game, which the Buccaneers look to have right now. That defense is balling. They can get pressure with Shaq Barrett and JPP pretty much. Not at will, but they do a great job of mixing in blitzes with just rushing four. Um, so they do a great job. Ronald Jones right now is balling. And obviously you have Brady where if Brady is kind of like your number three in terms of what you're talking about, I mean, if you're going to be talking about the defense, then the run game, then Brady. At this age, I feel like that's the perfect spot for Brady and makes that team extremely good. And I, I know it's just one game. I think they might be my favorite to win the division. The Saints are still good, but Brady right now has a leg up over Breeze, and for that reason, I'm going with the uh, with the Bucks kind of going forward. What are your thoughts on that game and the NFC South as a whole? I like that take. I, I do. Um, I, when before the season started, we talked about the Bucks a little bit. I told you that the foundation of this team was not going to be Tom Brady. It was going to be their defense, which is why I traded you Chris Godwin in the first place in Dynasty. Because just taking a look at it, I'm looking at his his production from last year with a gunslinger, Jameis Winston. Their defense wasn't allowed to be top tier or elite because they were always on the field, never able to get off the field and stay off the field. Tom Brady is allowed to manage the game very well, run a, a good, solid, balanced offense, keep the defense fresh off the field. I think that's why they're playing so much better this year. They've only given up 102, uh, 122 points. Actually, really like them too. Fantasy wise, they have a couple really good matchups coming up um, this week on the road at Las Vegas. Isn't as good as the one next week is on the road at, against the Giants. But I think if you're if you're looking for a defense to play, they're definitely going to be worth taking a look at for a couple weeks here. Uh, but just overall, it's just a, it's a good balanced team, and they could they could beat you in a couple of different ways. And shout out to Rojo; he's been a workhorse this year. He really has been. Yeah. So. What I would say is I honestly – I think the Bucks defense is at that level where you can start them every single week. I think that they're, every year there's one or two teams that kind of come not, – not so much out of nowhere, but you see it where it's like if you look at some advanced metrics and stuff from last year, like the Buccaneers' defense like was good. They got a lot of pressures. They forced a lot of turnovers. And, but they were always just put in such bad spots because of Winston and all his turnovers. So – it's not that surprising to kind of see their defense playing at this level. And I think that right now, if I have the Buccaneers defense, I think that they're a team where you start them pretty much every week, uh, obviously outside of like the chiefs mm. um, as well as the, like maybe the Ravens, which I don't even know if they're on the schedule. They do play Kansas city, which that game will be fun. I'm looking forward to that. That's late November. 17th, right? No, no, no. Uh, the 29th. And all these games have been moving around. I um I'm happy you brought up the Chiefs too. I think they might actually be a top five defense in football. Um, I think just fantasy points wise too, and uh, the Colts defense and special teams scores points. It's not the greatest football team, but they're always worth a look to see like who their matchup is. The um Steelers is another one like you could play mm-hmm. every week with a solid floor. Like they have a great rushing attack, uh, passing attack. Pass Russ, I just combined three different statements into one. <laughs> um, but let's take a look at the Chiefs splits this week at Denver, home against the Jets. That's absolutely juicy potatoes. Then home against Carolina, 
it just keeps going. They're going to be it. The last year it was the Patriots. They were like a running back. They were a running back one all season in terms of how many points they scored. We're not getting that this year. So no. it really is kind of testing wit game matchups, streaming. There's really not a perfect option every week. Um, it's, it's good that way. It's making it obviously seem like there's a little bit more parity. Um, but those are just a couple of defenses worth highlighting. I'm, I'm happy to talk about those and a couple of good teams that have been shaping up here. So what's nice too. Well, the thing that makes the chiefs so good is that because they have a quarterback like Mahomes, they can afford to be, blitzing and sending extra pressure which is the same thing as a blitz so i just repeated myself (laughs) going for takeaways like they can afford to play aggressive which is how you get these high fantasy totals where are they the best defense in the nfl no they're not but fantasy wise they put themselves in a position to be a very very dominant kind of fantasy team because they can just i mean you see it every week they just play super aggressive back there and they're obviously – they're going to give up their points. They're going to give up a big play here, a big play there. But, I mean, you saw what they did to Josh Allen. And, I mean, they pretty much locked him down under 100 yards up until, like, the final drive. It's just that defense is very, very good. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, next next up, this one <laughs> is actually probably <laughs> one of the funniest blunders of my dynasty fantasy career, real football and fake football aside, I had traded for Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> in the melting pot. And I did so on purpose. I wanted to get just like a weekly high floor gunslinger. A guy you could put out there and just be like, yeah, this is fine. Like, I'm okay playing him. In the super flex, I wanted to relegate Carson Wentz to the bench and put Fitzpatrick alongside Kyler Murray and I thought that would have been a good one to win now approach number one Evan didn't accept the trade until like halfway through Sunday which that's on you for leaving out that's 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 not on me uh you gotta you gotta here's what I do personally I just close out all my trades once a game start if they're open and they're offered I just uh I don't want to deal with some some bs where the guy in my the guy who I would be getting back gets hurt. Or if the guy you're getting gets benched. Yeah, something like that. But at least that at least they gave you a day. At least it wasn't like mid game. They're benching him for Tua. Uh I mean they did a little bit, but it, he was I in a know. blowout. He was playing amazing. Yeah. And they're three I, and three. It doesn't make any sense, dude. I think their reason why I think if they're if their buy did not get postponed, not postponed, but pushed up, I think we would still see Fitzpatrick for like another couple weeks. Originally their buy was scheduled for like week 10 and it got pushed up to week seven. So I think that that's the reason why is I think their plan the whole time was, Hey, we're going to play Fitzpatrick the first nine weeks. And then week 10 after the buy coming out, we're just going to, we're going to make the switch to two us that way he gets a full two weeks to kind of practice with the ones. So that's why I think that they announced it on Monday that he was starting. So that way he can get two full weeks of taking all the first team reps. Now, I don't know if that's true. That's just an idea that I saw floated out on Twitter, which I think actually makes sense. And is really the only logical reason for why you would bench Fitzpatrick right now. I mean, they're three and three. They beat the pants off the Niners and then they, like beat the crap out of the jets too, but that's not saying much. Definitely not saying much. I mean, the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes might not even be a thing if they keep playing like the way they're playing 
I know that you you definitely heard about the uh, rumors with Trevor Lawrence staying. There's no way he stays. There's a lot seen for, of money to pass up by just that's what I'm college. saying. And like, it, it's also just like, hey man, like force a trade out of there, like do the old Eli in Charger in like San Diego thing, like do that. Don't, I don't know. I think he would be a moron for for not going. But well, this we'll is see. Trevor Lawrence we're talking about, not Trevor Manning. So he doesn't have Archie Manning to come in and save the day and force yep. a trader. No, you're right, but. Like that. But I mean, also, if you're the Jets, is it better right now to take Lawrence with the team you're putting him around? Or is it, hey, this team is offering us three first round picks, including their top 10 pick this year. Like, I I don't know who has that firepower off the top of my head. But if some team came in and made some crazy big offer, I think that would be it would be very disingenuous for them not to at least consider it just given like their lack of talent everywhere. I wouldn't take I wouldn't take Lawrence if I was the Jets. I would fire Adam Gaze and I would ride Sam Darnold for at least another year. But see, here's the thing: if you get the number one pick with a guy like Lawrence, who many many people are saying are the best quarterback prospects since uh, Luck, which I I don't know if I truly believe in. I think that I don't know. I I feel like I they say that every year about someone. Yeah, like I think that I like Burrow more than Lawrence, but. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. About Her- Nobody's talking about Herbert. He's got an absolute cannon, and he's the most polished rookie quarterback in football right now. Yeah, which is crazy, um, just based on kind of how he looked in college, which I think I'm blaming more on Oregon than I am on him. But, like, I I kind of get Justin Herbert vibes from Lawrence. I mean, I think Lawrence is better, right, like coming out of college, but – Herbert was always going to be the number one pick his junior year. And then he goes back and I mean, he doesn't fall far. He goes to six, but like all these people started like picking holes in this game. And he was a guy who was projected to be the number one pick pretty much since his freshman year as well. So Mm. Lawrence, I think is a whole other level of prospect besides Herbert. Mm. But I think that there could be some parallels if he, if he decides to go back for his fourth year. I, I'm so happy and thankful that it's Herbert. He's the guy. He grew up in Oregon. He grew up a Chargers fan. Like, it's like a match made in heaven. I was a little upset draft night. I was big on Tua. Mm -hmm. The Chargers, I thought he made sense, given the fact that we were going to maybe do, like, just with Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor, a little bit of, like, a a running RPO-type offense, mobile quarterback-type thing. Herbert, I think, is more mobile than Tua. Uh, yeah, I just now now that like I've seen Herbert play in games and he could kind of run like Josh Allen, big body. I think he's a little bit more timid right now still yeah. than a guy like Josh Allen. Like he's not throwing his body around. Um, well, I mean, he got popped his first game. I like and I know he the linebacker from the Chiefs took the brunt of that hit. But I just remember like his first or second drive. He's just getting like laid out or like this linebacker just tries to like take him out. And uh, I think that kind of, I don't blame him. Like that's a, Hey man, welcome to the NFL type hit. Yeah. Burrow got one of those two early yeah. on. Um, and now he knows uh, <laughs> a lot of guys taking some big hits this year. Derek Henry. I, I think it goes without saying we need to bring Derek Henry up. Yeah. I don't the know way he runs that. the, the way he runs the football I was talking with my father about this. I'd never seen anything like it before. 
The only <laughs> watching him in the NFL, if anyone hasn't seen his high school highlights, just go watch it. He's the size that he is now back in high school running again. <laughs> Could you imagine Dude, I myself remember... and you trying to tackle someone like that? Well, do you remember? <laughs> I don't think you were in computers class with me and AJ, but AJ is like, yo, you got to check out Derek Henry. I think this was like junior year. So he brings up, we're in the middle of class. He just brings up Derrick Henry highlights. We just start freaking out watching this man who's, he had to at least have been 6'1 at that time, 220, just unstoppable. Just, you could not bring him down. And the thing is, is like, everyone's like, okay, is like, is he going to succeed doing this in college? Yep. Is he going to succeed doing this in the NFL? Give him two years and yep. As soon as DeMarco Murray leaves, it's all his show. Oh, and they had to get rid of Adam Gase too. Remember, um, Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis got more t- uh, more touches than him. Who was it? I'm trying to think. Wait, hold on. Was no, it? Adam it wasn't. Gase? Well, I thought he was with the Titans then. No, it wasn't Gase. Um, why Mike did... Munchak? That's who it was. <laughs> Mike why do I remember? <laughs> get more touches than I'm literally just googling this word for word. Why did Deion Lewis get more touches than Derrick Henry? All right, so the Titans head coaches, obviously Mike Vrabel now. I'm going through the list of their coaches to see. I'm pretty sure it was Mike Munchak. Oh, Mike Malarkey. Wait, that was a real name, Mike Malarkey? Yeah. That's someone's thought... actual name? Hold on. Wait. <laughs> Mike Munchak was until 2013. Who is Mike Malarkey? Mike who, Malarkey. It's a bunch who of is this guy. I don't know. They had Ken Wisenhunt. I'm like I'm on Adam Gay's Wikipedia right now. Uh, dude, dude, on. He was the head coach of the Dolphins from 2016 to 2018. No, it wasn't Gaze. Why is it every because you know what it is? All roads lead back to Adam Gaze. Yeah. Why I just I need somebody to figure out. One of one of the guys I follow on Twitter, I'm blanking on it, had a really funny article. Do you remember the picture of Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry walking next yep. to each other? Then then that uh, above that picture was the stat line from 2018 where Deion Lewis got more touches than Derrick Henry. What are we doing? The guy's six foot five and he runs people over. Get well him the on the reason- field. So the reason why is honestly, it pretty much all happened once I made the switch to Tannehill. I think 2018 was still full Mariota, and like they were just losing all the time. So it was just Dion. God, Lewis, Dion Mariota, Lewis, how Lewis. boring, Mariota. How I, boring. Okay, and you used to love Mariota. He came out of he, uh, Hawaii, yeah. right? No, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, I mean, sorry. he is Hawaii. Yeah, he is Hawaii. But I remember what you cut him. When he was a rookie, I remember this from Butter Association. And then he went on to throw like four touchdowns and no interceptions like the very next game. Well, do you remember when I cut Cam Newton and then he went out to win the MVP? Yeah, so I think you've gotten away from cutting cutting (laughs) quarterback. I had Doug Doug Martin that year too, and something happened with him. I got rid of him, and then he went off for (laughs) for like games and games and games. But – no, I, I just goes without say, saying Derrick Henry on the football field is it's majestic. But like, let me ask you this. Is he the fastest running back in open field? The way he runs. 
I'm trying to think who else. I'm not asking for like, just like stat wise, but do you think anybody could truly outrun him in open field? And bonus question, how much money would you have to be paid to, to go full, full steam ahead, try and tackle Derrick Henry pads on pads on. Okay. So to answer your first question, the only guy who's coming to mind right now is uh, actually someone in college. I think Travis Etienne at Clemson, I think could, uh, but I mean, he's, he's definitely like a smaller kind of scat back guy. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Jamal Charles. And so I think that he could beat him in a race. Like if they're, when they're in the open field um, in terms of how much I would need to be paid. I don't know, man. I, I want to say like 10 grand, 10 grand. 10, uh, I don't know, man. Like, pay ten grand in medical bills trying to fix your uh, your shattered um, shattered hip bone. I don't know. I think that I could. I'm not saying I could tackle him. I think I could get out of there and not too bad of shape. Just be sore for like a couple days. Did you see what happened to Josh Norman? That's a grown yeah. man who. Well, yeah, yeah, and look at that. He was playing the rest of the game. I know he got embarrassed. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I mean, he got he tabletops. Like, yeah, I mean, good on him, though, for getting up and still playing instead of, like, just faking an injury and then just, like, retiring at halftime. Like, um, what's his face? Who did that on the Bills, too? I can't think. He was a cornerback as well. Um, freaking McAfee talks about him all the time. Love Pat, Vontae, Mac- love Pat McAfee. Was it Vontae Davis? Is that who it was? Who retired at halftime? Like, he That's literally a- just walked out of the stadium. I think it was Vontae Davis. Uh, Vontae Davis retirement, September 16th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he left at halftime. Love Did that. you hear that his quote? N- no. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get through ad blockers right now. Uh, no, man, I'm not turning off. Sorry, sorry, everybody. The churn on the fly, you know, we gotta get through ad blockers still in our studio here. So, <laughs> hold on, let's see if this can work. He pretty much, I went to the bench after that series and it just hit me. I don't belong on the field anymore. Wow. He said, I didn't feel right. I didn't feel like myself. You so, got to know, you got to know when to fold them. Yeah. He knew. I respect that. He like, he knew he's like, Nope, I'm done. I, I can't cut it anymore. I'm out. Love so, that. Um, I respected that. One last question for you. I've actually had a lot more to talk about for real football than originally planned. There's a lot more that happened this week than I, Obviously, thought I think fantasy wise, slow week. It was boring. It was. It wasn't that it was boring. It just it wasn't a lot of fantasy relevant guys. Like Anthony Ferkser was a number one tight end. Like, come on, man. Let me ask you this: Is G, uh, I'm not shit. Is Joe Mixon hurt? What happened to him? I don't know. I mean, he's been questionable like all season. Oh, we need to, if we could figure that out, please, because I'm looking at Giov- Giovanni Bernard, obviously, as a potential. So he hurt his week. foot. Uh, turned out to not be serious. He haven't uh, as he eventually returned to the game. Latest of several minor injuries he's had this season, including chest and shin issues. However, maybe a little bit more serious as Mixon will likely not be practicing Wednesday. Um, Zach Taylor doesn't expect Joe Mixon to practice. Doesn't have an update on his injury status aside from that. Just so you, like all the listeners know if if a guy just misses practice Wednesday like that's generally when teams give them the veteran day off so like if he's not practicing on Thursday and Friday then I would be a little bit concerned but I mean, Joe Mixon is one of those guys panic button yeah but Joe Mixon is one of those guys where if he's active you're pretty much playing him 
just like when he was limited or like non participant in practice all the way up to his mega nuclear week. It's like, it doesn't matter. I guess if these guys he get was in there. the hospital that Saturday, I think like he was, he was getting checked out for like these chest pains and he comes out and he drops like a 40 bomb. It was a yeah. burger. Yeah, definitely a burger. Um, all right. Week seven churn. Obviously we, we had talked about it in depth last week. It was the churning point. It was a big week for the picks before we before we take a quick break here. We'll jump right into last week last week's picks. Connor Boddington, eight and nine. First losing record. I finally come back. I got a big week. I tie you up. You were inching. You were inching back and you tied I know, me. I know. And it just Well, uh, now he's got a six, he's got a six game chase again. I went 14 and three. This past week, picking picking our league's games, four and two in the melting pot, six and zero oh in the dynasty, and four and one in the butter association. Big numbers, and the games are going to get a little bit easier to pick. The bye week blues are humming, they're singing. Ah, this is this is where fantasy gets dicey. Yeah, I, I think now we're going to kind of start seeing more and more teams kind of show their true colors as we get into the nitty gritty of the uh, the season. Like you said, dealing with buys and this guys just kind of get worn down you you probably start to see more injuries which i know we don't want to say but i think it's going to be kind of more like weekly stuff rather than more serious like three to four weeks ir stint stuff but more like ah banged up might miss a week game time decision and then announce it like 11 a.m on sunday like oh yep not playing so yeah definitely some stuff to look out for all right we're going to take a quick break that's the nfl recap we're going to be jumping into the games here and we'll see you in a bit All right, we're back. Week seven, the churn. Twitter at the churn FF at JD Fran 14 at Connor Bods. We're going to go through the lightning round. Week six of the melting pot, top to bottom. Big games this week. Here we go. Drunk JD upset alert 162 over Foos Gold. Fishing for gold. I'm sorry, 127. That's when they get the win that they needed four and two APD drops to four and two next game. Big stinker Bayou boys got lost in the swamp 64 points. That doesn't do it. Studs are us. They find studs. They get 153. That's a 90 burger ups, uh, upset. Next up steal the show. They stole it again. 133 over Bill Cosby sleepers. They were caught sleeping 122. That's a win. Brings them both to two and four. Next, Team Perkis. Most controversial team in Melting Pot right now. Squeaks by 134 to 131. We'll call it worst team ever. That's Connor Boddington. Then we had a big 192 point showing by the Death Knights. They get a win over TK Yardwork, 111. Evens the square up there. Both teams now three and three. Last game of the slate. Marty Bird Enterprises pulls it out in in big fashion, 174 to 104, always up to nothing, three and three on the season for them. That's a recap. Melting pot. Here we go. How are you? Doing all right. Wish I was able to pull that one out against Evan, but you won some, you lose some. Um, it's tough, but back to the drawing board. I need to make better decisions for my team, and uh, we'll see if I can start doing that going forward. 
Yeah, Team Perk is five and one. I like I said a little bit. The, I think the most controversial team in the melting Why is pot. That? Number one, it goes back to the draft. Like obviously, the the chirp was on when he was on the clock. He, I'm getting a lot of crickets in terms of other team team league members trying to maybe make a move, do some trading. He popped in, you know, obviously he sent in the gift about Tua. We had his attention. We never heard from him again. I don't know. It's it, And then he had the name change thing. You were, you were beginning to wonder if he was even bought in. Now he's five and one. He got rid of Fitzpatrick. He called Brian Flores. He said, all right, coach, time to put in Tua. I just got rid of Fitz. What did you to, give him for that? Was that a second? Next year, a second. I so thought that 20, was a valid 2022? price. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, super flex. I mean, that's for an aging quarterback who you knew was probably going to be replaced eventually. I think that that's pretty fair value. So another thing, too, Vin brought this to my attention. He's nailed every late-round flyer that, like, you could imagine. Tanyan, Swift, Claypool. Mike I mean, Davis. Swift isn't, I don't Herbert. know if I really call Swift and Claypool He's, like late round guys. I mean, oh man, I think Josh Kelly, Miles Gaskin, Tua Herbert Smith has been good. Ty stinks. Tell me, uh, tell me who you have that matches up to that late round value. I don't have it. I have JD McKissick, who obviously turned in fourteen points for me last week, but. It's just, the only guy for me who I've really kind of been happy with probably has been Dalton Schultz, who I didn't even draft. I just picked up all free agency, who's been pretty consistent. Um, another guy is, I mean, I guess Kareem Hunt, but even then I, I took him in like this, the sixth or seventh round. So it's not like he went like crazy late or anything like that. But no, I mean, just going through, he hit on a lot of picks. So, hey, more credit to him. Like that's, that's a very good way to build out your team and uh, kind of keep moving forward with it. Connor's a big, taking, big taking, credit guy. Yeah, taking six hours of pick, though, will do that for you. So good for him. Yeah, you get to really do your homework, check your boxes, take a look at what you need. Um, around the league, standings-wise, things have definitely tightened up here. Nobody's out of the chase. And I think that's why things are a little bit slower. I mean, the bottom part of the league is two and four. You're not out at two and four in a six-person playoff. Especially with no one undefeated, like everyone. I mean, so what we have Evan with one loss, but besides that, I mean, everyone else is either has two or three. So, and he's one Tanyan catch away from being four and two. Yes, I brought it up again. I did. I did. Yeah, if you still want to be salty about it and keep bringing it up, yep, I am salty about it. And I will, <laughs> I will continue to, to express that. Uh, this is my open platform to, to do so. Um, we had one trade this week. Finally, a little bit of an ice cracking, breaking, nothing crazy. Bill Cosby sleepers acquires Brandon. Ayuk gives up Andy Dalton. Good riddance. Scotty Miller and a second next year. What are your thoughts on that? I like that trade. Uh, I mean, Andy Dalton, Scott Miller weren't really going to be playing for Luke. Um, talking with him. Yeah, I know I'm bringing up his roster right now. He had a few other guys that I know he was looking to move since he had Nick Foles as well. So he's kind of been able to to kind of turn some of his backup quarterbacks that he had into some good value. 
So I think going for him, that's a nice trade to be able to get a guy like Ayuk, um, who, I mean, I like, I was, I feel like I was a little bit higher than most on him. And I think that the situation landing in San Fran was like, my comparison for him going into the draft was like Debo Samuel. And so getting him on the team with Debo kind of worried me a little bit, but at the same time, I was like, okay, I know Shanahan is going to be able to use him. Um, and he, obviously he had that spectacular catch and run against the Eagles on Sunday night football, where he hurdled the man. But I think that he, he's only going to get better over time and to be able to trade away. I mean, Scotty Miller and Andy Dalton. I think that that's a pretty good get for him. Yeah, definitely not, not too bad. Think uh, TK artwork is probably just trying to get a couple assets. Have they been quarterback deficient after losing Dak? Is that what the is is that what you think maybe the issues are over there? Getting a guy like that. Yeah, I mean that would be my guess. I mean his quarterbacks going through. I mean he obviously like you said a Dak, Mariota, uh, Robert Griffin, Jordan Love. I mean he has Goff too, which like Goff is fine, but. In Superflex, I would much prefer Goff as my number two and having Dak than what he's what he's doing currently. So, I mean, I get it. A, a, he needed a quarterback, so I, it was a good move for him. I it worked out well for both parties. I mean, he's got a he's got Allen Robinson, he's got Chris Godwin, he's got DK Metcalf. Like he could afford to lose a to kind of lose a running back, not a running back, a receiver. I was looking at Dalvin Cook on his bench. Mm. Taking a look at tight ends. Right now, Connor, besides like a couple tight ends, even in super flex, the position is just still terrible. And you were yeah. saying it too. You were over tight end. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of them. I'm, I'm done with tight ends and I'm starting. I'm probably going to have to start another three this week in this league, just with the, I'm actually I'm lined up right now to start four. All my flexes are looking with how I have it set right now on Wednesday night are all tight ends. I have Evan Ingram starting, Logan Thomas, Dalton Schultz, Jared Cook mm. is my three flexes. So I'm also starting Joe Flacco. So if you want to get into picks, I can get into mine real quick. And I mean, I'm playing against TK, who we've kind of been talking about. So I think it's a pretty good transition. He, I think, is going to smack me around this week. I am. <laughs> I'm going to be taking him, dude. I'm starting Flacco. It's don't just, do it. You don't have it, to. I, who? I. Okay, look at my team. Give me this advice, please. Tell me who I should be starting over him. All right. And this this segment of counseling with the commish is brought to you by Connor's Woes. I got Preston Williams on by, Adam Thielen on by, Lamar Jackson on by. Like I, it is. Ugh. You go, jo- you, and you go, Dontrell Inman. They're playing Dallas. Come on, I was honestly. I, that's not. That's. <laughs> it's not great. No, right. it's not. I was honestly thinking John Hightower. I mean, he's been targeted. He's due. Like he just hasn't connected yet on deep ball. And I'd rather start him and go down with that ship for the upside rather than Inman. Bro, why is Joe Flacco projected two points? Is Sam Darnold coming back? No, don't tell me that. Bro. <laughs> you might Reese. be playing you might be playing Dontro Inman anyways. Oh my god, don't say that. All right. This is Sam Connor's Darnold. woes. Like I said, it's uh it's counseling. Oh, he practiced. He practiced this week. Um yeah. I thought TK was gonna smack me around with Joe Flacco starting, so Currently, guys, the projections are 
149 to 122 with a win index for TK yard work right now being 85%. So yeah, not, this is, I think this might be the blowout special of the week. TK yard work's going to be raking the leaves on you. This is okay. Look, we talked about it last week, week six, turning point week seven. This is, this is the climax part. Yes. The climax of fantasy football in a six team playoff format. You get to four and three and you're saying, okay, all right, we're here. Take a deep breath. You take a deep breath and you're saying, all right, I'm one game over 500. I'm probably top six at that point. You're right there. And you're just, you don't have, you do not have the legs this week. I don't. Neither does he really this week. It's not like he's got the greatest lineup this week. Okay, gets Metcalf back. Jamison Crowder, Crowder's been unbelievable, about 19 points per game in PPR. I we gotta take I gotta take where do I have an advantage over him? Mahomes. Okay, Hunt. Mahomes. I think maybe Kareem Hunt over James Robinson. Maybe and Dude, what happened to your team this week? It's bad. I got Preston Williams on by, Lamar Jackson on by, Adam Thielen on by. All right. Thielen is the reason why I'm like three and three right now. Here we go. Lock it in. Pick number one, TK yard work. Put it in, put it in Sharpie. I feel bad for you, but put it in Sharpie. That's fine. Don't feel bad for me. I do. I do. I don't need your pity. Oh, you, you want my pity. Let's let's all right, let's jump into the next game then. I, I did want to say one thing before we jumped into the games. Travis Kelsey in this format, I know I just um bashed tight ends. He's the number one receiver. Yeah, that's unfair. In it, this format, and then it's a steep drop off to George Kittle at ninety six points from one thirty to ninety six. That gets you about like wide receiver fifteen or so. I was just looking through. But it's not about consistency points per game wise. It's what the tight end position can do if they blow up one week at a time. We've seen that with Kittle. We've seen that with Robert, Epping, Tanyan, Trey Burton. I got mine last week, two touchdowns. Um, They could do it, but they're not doing it on a per-game basis is the moral of the story here. All right. Here we go. Drunk JD on the road, always up to Sutton. Like we said last week, up to nothing. 104 was the tally. I get Chris Carson back. I lose Miles Sanders. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Do you understand what I'm going through here with the interview, uh, the injury ups and downs? It's unbelievable. It really is. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky in terms of injuries. It's just all my guys are on by this week. Um, So that's the... It's the one kind of saving grace to my melting pot team has been my relative health, knock on wood. But now that I'm saying that, I mean, my homes will probably get hurt this weekend. <laughs> Don't say that. Come on. There's been, I know. no, 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 I know. Do not put that into, I know Do not put that out there. I'm trying to wonder why. Okay. I'm looking at Al's lineup here, obviously not projected well, but why, what is going on here? Kyler versus lock. I think it's the biggest. Well, it's because Wentz is in the QB one spot because of Thursday yeah. football. I mean, even then, it's also Chris Thompson. It's not great. It's not. 
It's not. I great. mean, besides that, I mean, his team is is pretty good across the board, um, but Chris Thompson is just not going to do it. CD Lamb's definitely taking a, a notch down on the totem pole. I think just with Andy Dalton, you're not getting Dak Prescott play there. Kittle, big X factor. I, I was thinking about this earlier today. George Kittle's the X factor in this matchup. We've seen him blow up before, but he's actually kind of got a tough matchup on the road in New England. Definitely, definitely worry about that. Where are you going? I'm picking you. I just Chris Thompson. I I'm sorry. That's that's honestly that's the reason why I'm I'm yeah Chris Thompson. You don't think it's Jamar Akins or Drew Locke or anything like that else besides? It is. I believe it's Jordan Akins. Yeah, Jordan Akins. What did I say? Jamar. Jamar. Yeah. I I don't know why. I, I mean Akins may not even play. He missed practice, so he's in trouble. They want to in the flex. Yeah, three anyone spot. on the bench. J.D. McKissick, very sneaky, valuable last week and the game before. He's been pretty decent PPR-wise, and he's got a juicy matchup coming up. Yeah, and I mean, I will say on his bench, he does have, like, Tim Patrick, who has looked okay, Golden Tate, fine. I mean, but all better than than Jordan Akins. So I'm picking you. I just think that Chris Thompson is not what you need to see. I'm going to get a text message for this at about 10 30 eastern time tonight that says i hate you because he definitely is not going to like being picked against but i I have to go bay this week there we go we go to five and two and we get there all right next up coming off of the biggest point blunder average six points per player and he didn't play a quarterback they got lost in the swamp. It's the Bayou boys at home. Steal the shows coming back in on the belly of a big win to get them to two and four. He has Luke's first round pick, right? Uh, I think Vin does. Yes. Vin has Luke's first round pick. So beating him, he's happy about that. Cause he knows he's knocking Luke right back down a little bit further. That's huge. It gets them down to two and four as well. Taking a look at this game, he gets Kamara back. Mark, obviously coming off of a very, very, very awful week. This one's a little bit closer than the point spread, I think. I'm going to let you pick first. Kind of interested to see where you're going to go here. Real quick. You see who's in the flex, right, for uh, for the Bayou boys? The moon? Yeah, we need to need to look at the moon. Need to look at, but it didn't matter because he had a great game last week. Yeah, I know, but uh, what's this week I'm looking like? Do do the 24th, sorry, the 25th is going to be 69%. Very nice waxing gibbous. 69 uh, and a waxing gibbous is the most sexual moon reference you could make regarding a fantasy football player's outlook at one o'clock on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's a day game. The moon's not going to be out. Doesn't matter here. I don't think it matters. I think he's just going to have a great game again. Yeah. I mean, no, he's, he is a good player. I am. Mm-hmm. Plus, moon talk is funny, but yes, he's a good football player. And he was a guy that uh, Vin and myself were looking at as for like the yardage prop for the season most yards in the nfl 
I wonder how he's doing on that. I'm actually going to check that. Um, give me one second. And then while I'm doing that, why don't you give me your outlook on the game? And then we'll make our picks there. Okay. So um, I think this game, the game might almost be decided Thursday night with Vin having Fulgham and Slayton going. If this game is like, if it's not, it, if Fulgham and Slayton don't do anything, then they are the game's over before they the rest of the team plays. Also, then uh, put Slayton in as your wide receiver um, one instead of Chenault. He plays Thursday, man. Come on, I shouldn't have to tell you this. Set your lineup properly. Let's go. Get your Thursday night guys out of the flex. That goes uh, for everybody. Get your Thursday night guys out of the flex. <laughs> I don't know. I I almost think that this game comes down to the running backs like Ronald Jones and Mixon versus Zeke and Henderson. What about Ronald Jones? I think that Ronald Jones might outscore Zeke. And I like, I don't know if that's a crazy take. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm leaning Vin. Uh, Darren, uh, Waller. Uh, Darren Waller is Anthony Ferkser. If John Smith doesn't play uh-huh. fine. Oh, and then you go down into the flex zone. And then you see Camara. And then you got Garoppolo versus Mayfield. This game is wacky. Yeah, this is a. Mm. Oh, man, I, I wish there was. I wish there was a full moon so we could like just lock it in, hammer it home because of Fuller. I do think I'm taking Vin though. I think. I think it comes. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Camara. I think that his Camara mixing Rojo stack is just going to be a little bit too much. I like Big Ben's matchup this week too. The Tennessee Titans defense just got gashed by Houston. Garbage time, though. I know they went to overtime, but. <laughs> so it's not really garbage time. They're I know, but, the I, game. but it, I feel like it was just them coming back in the fourth quarter, just throwing the ball all over the yard. It wasn't like it was because I feel like they got up early kind of big. I'm going. Kind of I'm going, Ben. You're going, Ben, as well. I didn't give him I didn't give him any respect last week, and he, and he beat Luke. Bayou boys, they're still in the swamp. Drew Brees blunder this week i don't see it upset special coming at you yes sir all right next game bill cosby sleepers two and four on the road studs are us they're two and four are we approaching game of the week must win territory here for both teams yeah i think it's a must win for both is it a must win or is it a can't lose? Mm, I could definitely ponder that one for a little bit. Must win or a can't lose. I, can't wait to play Dallas and the Cowboys. Yeah. I am taking studs or us. I'm taking Shane. I just think that his receiving core right now looks to kind of be back to full strength. Woods, Higgins, Adams, Galladay, Hunter Henry, Brandon Cooks. Like That is a great, um, a great core. Of players and Luke right now. I mean, obviously Kelsey is pretty much going to keep him in any game he plays, but don't love Brian Hill and don't love Rex Burkhead. At least, you know, with Gore, you're going to pretty much just get guaranteed work. And with Bell, I mean, you kind of never know. It, like I would rather be starting Bell than either guy that Luke is. The numbers definitely tell a story here. You almost can't pick Luke because of the running back play. And this is a guy that, you know, is all in on the running back position year in, year out. 
Barkley, we know on the shelf, Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines are on a, on a bye this week, but Jonathan Taylor hasn't been like a running back one that like gets you excited and says, yes, this is like a lock button guy. That, they don't like, play him. Well, it just comes down to coaching at that point, but still the fantasy, this fantasy story is that it's really not great. X factor here, kind of like my game with Al is going to be Travis Kelsey. I have to agree with you. I don't think his team has the legs here to, to grab a win. Studs are us. They're going to be around for at least one more week in the hunt. Uh, I think they get back to three and four as well. Yeah. So it looks like, is that another, do we have all four picks so far the same? We do. And what if that was, what if that was the game I played and I never picked different from you to never lose? Yeah. Well now, so we can avoid that. I'm going to have you go first this time. Ooh. Ooh, big game points. Okay. So like last, like the last game we just talked about, both teams are two and four. We like that must win for both teams. This is game of the week territory. It's the highest scoring team in the league. New England death Knights on the back of King Henry on the road team Perkis five and one. This has points scored game of the week territory written all over it. Justin Herbert, the man in the QB one slot for team Perkis. This is going to be a fun match here. We know that his team's pretty good. I'm actually really excited to see who comes out on top here because we know on the other side of things, just because they're three and three doesn't mean they're a bad team. First team to a thousand points, very strong roster up and down here. Agreed. Oh, you want want me to pick first, don't you? Oh, and I wouldn't have made you if you did not say that. Like if you didn't say what you just said, I would have been picking. I would have told you what I got. I just said that I love the Big Ben's matchup too. And he has both Juju and Claypool. Love Diggs' matchup. They got the Jets. I think we get another week of Mike Davis. Here I go talking myself into the most controversial pick of the week. Michael Thomas, is he going to play? Oh, man. I'm going Team Perkis. Okay. We do have a disagreement. I'm taking the Death Knights. And I got to say, his team is very good. And then I go down and I'm just scrolling through. And then I just see he has McCaffrey on IR. Like that team, he honestly, if he could just stay afloat and stay in the hunt whenever McCaffrey comes back, like that is not a team I want to play. It's not. I just don't love a couple matchups this week, to be honest. I don't love Derek Carr this week home against Tampa Bay. We talked about that defense in the NFL recap. And I don't really love Chase Edmonds this week. I don't not not to say that what Kenyon Drake did, like stole the backfield back, but they did play him on seventy percent of snaps last week. Was that just, because they were just trying to get him going against a very very bad defense? Or maybe he's healthy again. Who knows? You know, it it uh, tough situation, really tough backfield to monitor there. I also, as much as I love Ryan Tannehill, he's got the toughest matchup with the slate. Even though they're home against Pittsburgh, I think they're Pittsburgh is probably top to bottom one of the the best defenses in football. It's really tough this week for them. I mean, they have playmakers at every single level, like all pro level talent at every level. I mean, you got Cam Hayward up front, you got TJ Watt coming off the edge, and you got Minka on the back end, and obviously Joe Hayden is still very good, Bud Dupree as well. So no, that defense is didn't Bud Dupree get hurt? Is he hurt? Did I someone, miss that? Someone has a torn ACL on that team. No, that's I'm, Devin Bush. Devin Bush. Sorry, sorry. But it was the same same position, linebacker, key 
position for them. Uh, they did lose one of their core guys. Um, okay, here we go. Last game, melting pot, and then we're going to wrap it up here. Marty Bird Enterprises, he's on the road against Fishing for Gold. Like I said, Foos Gold, this past week, they're projected the highest point total of the slate at 171. I think it's a no-brainer getting Russell Wilson back here. He's going to be able to lead them to a, a pretty good showing, gets Lockett back. Great matchup for them. No brainer. I think I go APD. Come back here. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through right now. <sighs> um, also, Marty, uh, put Boston Scott in as your regular running back, not your flex. I'm just <laughs> going to keep hammering that home for you guys until you guys make that change. Switch them out with Montgomery. Montgomery plays on Monday. You never know what's going to happen. You get a little bit of added time, a little bit of extra roster flexibility. Um, but I'm looking through. I think this game might be closer than the 20-point spread that Sleeper is giving it. I do think APD is going to pull out the win. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a lot closer. I think that 20 points is a very disrespectful spread from um, coming over from Sleeper. <laughs> Sleeper projections stink. Oh, they stink. Uh, that, that was verified by Mike Lucas uh, in one of his games. He had a 1% chance to win, and he came back and did it. I think that fantasy apps should remove that stuff. I don't know. It's the win power index thing that I've been talking about that I hate. It's like, cool. I don't care that, like, the Golden State Warriors had a 99% chance to lose with, like, two minutes left in the game down by 12. It's like, they're still the better team than a lot of players. Sorry to go to a basketball reference and not football. No, they do it in football point. too. They do it in yeah, football. They, too, I know so. they do it the same thing. And it's just like, I don't like it. Like these teams, they, I don't know. I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm over it. Joe. Like, no more. Are you locking in APD right now? Mm, locking in. Yeah. I mean, that's my pick. I'm, I'm okay. taking APD. I'm taking. All right. We have one game different. That's week seven preview. Those are the games that we got for the melting pot. I think we're going a little bit longer than originally planned. If you're sticking around, joining us for the dynasty coming up next, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter show with our interview with Aaron Cass. So quick break from us. We'll be right back. What the hell's going on out here? All right, we're back. Week seven, the churn. Dynasty time. This is Connor's show, his lightning round, and then we're going to have that interview with Aaron Cass coming up next. Yep, so yeah, guys, this one, uh, we're going to try to keep it on the shorter side. Um, obviously, since we, we go, I think, what, Joe, like 20, 25 minutes with, yep. with Aaron. So yeah, we're going to try to keep this one a little bit shorter. So real quick, I actually played against Aaron. Uh, he beat me by about 40, uh, 118.80. Luke took down Zanny Dell. To get to three and three, um, Luke won one thirty-eight to ninety-one. Joe, you pulled out a bit of a nail biter with how some of these other scores went this week. Um, you beat Deucer by twelve to go to five and one, um, looking like kind of a wagon team trying to repeat. You beat him one thirty-eight to one twenty-six. Lapia continues to lose, which is I think in his plan. Um, so he lost ninety-five to sixty-two to Tucker which puts Tucker at four and two. Lapia is two and four. TJ snuck out another win to go to six and oh, 
I said it before in the chat. Is this a team of destiny? No McCaffrey, no Kamara. He still sneaks it out. Beats TC by three. Beats him 113 to 110. Kyle um, put the beat down on uh, on Brack Daddy. Beat him 129 to 83. So real quick, I know that we had our bet between the running backs and, and Kyle versus uh, where's Brack Daddy. Yeah, you won that. Um, Madison put up a measly four points, so thank you very much for making me look good. But, um, yeah, so I know that was kind of it for this week, for this past week. Um, in terms of trades, there were two, um, uh, or actually three. So I was able to trade away Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. I think we, we kind of get into the Le'Veon trade a little bit with Aaron um, because that was one that him and I made. So we'll, I'll kind of leave that to that. Um, I made a trade with Tucker where he gave me Royce Freeman and Deontay Johnson in return for David Johnson and the Michael P Ryan. Pretty much. I'm just looking to get, get younger right now. I mean, I'm one in five injury injuries are kind of mounting up. So I was just trying to trade away some of my vets, which I mean, Bell, David Johnson. And then the third trade I made was with John Brown. Um, just guys who may not be in my long-term plans. So I moved John Brown for Rashad Penny in the third. I cannot quit Rashad Penny. Um, I have him in both dynasty leagues and I just refuse to give up on him. Yeah. A lot of action. Big recap by him right there. I think he just about covered everything. I, I'll speak for myself. Kenyon Drake bailed me out in a big way. I've been shitting on Dusler's team all year on this podcast. The last play. That was not the game to lose. <laughs> I thought it was toast. That, um, Kenyon Drake run and I like I do I watched every play of every primetime game like a maniac I watched every play of that game and I said to myself okay 17 yards and I talk about it on the interview with Cass so I, I won't be redundant that was very exciting for me but it also saved my daily fantasy week as well um, I've been down and out I can't figure out in daily like which lineup's going to be the one that does it? I scored 200 points in one lineup last week, and I still only I still lost like 80 bucks. So I don't know. I'm just happy that Kenyon Drake took care of business for me there. <laughs> I ended up going a little bit positive in DraftKings, um, not to brag. I think I went like six dollars positive, which I'll win is a win. Mr. Big Dog over here. I will say um, it, it was. That game at the end, so in uh, Melting Pot, obviously I have Dalton Schultz, and I knew that I was down four points, and it's a tight end premium, so I'm just like, okay, they keep throwing it to everyone. It's never complete. Just give me one target to Dalton Schultz in the end zone. Just, Dude, you just didn't get it. I felt bad. I know. I know. I was killing me, but all right. All I right. Think, I think right now is where we're going to put in the um, put in the cast interview, guys. So please enjoy that. Obviously go listen, subscribe, download his podcast. That's my sports podcast. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple music or sorry, Apple podcast, anywhere else you guys listen to podcasts to hit them up and he'll be able to send you guys the links. What the hell's going on out here? All right. Week seven, the churn bonus segment. It's interview time. Our first guest, Aaron Cass. Two-year member of the Dynasty League, start obviously starter of your own podcast. That's my that's my sports podcast. We thought it was 
just right to have you to be the first guest with us here. Um, given the fact that you're on your way doing your own thing, you're a part of the league. Um, so we, we're really happy to have you on here. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Connor. Yeah. So we'll just get right into it. Um, we were playing this week. I think I picked myself. Actually, no, I picked you and Joe picked you as well. So we were two for two on our end in terms of picking the game. Um, but I know we were kind of talking before we got on here about how your season's been going after making some trades and how your new team motto is just win baby. And I'll be honest, that was a saying, obviously it's from Al Davis, but I think we started saying that back in our first fantasy league, like I think our first or second year was there was someone who like made the finals with like the second lowest point scored, I think in their motto all season was just win. So that's all it takes. Well, that too. And there was a lot of point of contention on like the way playoffs were supposed to be made and like wild card breakdowns. And like, they wanted the head, the head wins to be the way you got into the playoffs, but it was points for it's probably still today in 2020, a point of contention, but with the way the divisions stack up, just win baby. It's gotta be the motto. Oh, exactly. I was really pumped that you guys said that in your last episode about me. Cause that's, that's all I'm trying to do. Just win baby. And just remember, I came in third last year, so I know what I'm doing, but I I don't know what, what's going on when every time I do trades. I'm just trading just to trade, as you can tell. <laughs> so you, you, you guys just call it the uh, cast bonanza whenever trades happen. Yeah, no, we uh, we love the bonanza. And honestly, our other our other dynasty league, there's really not much going on right now in terms of trading. So it, it is fun. I feel like every day there's like a new player being moved and there's always a always a trade kind of of uh, some importance being done every day. And it seems to be that it's usually one of us three are, are involved in it. Um, so real quick, wanted to kind of get into it. I know you've made some some trades kind of throughout. I'm bringing up all our pinned trade so i know hold on one second so you made right now i got this big one that you made with kyle this is about two weeks ago so this is when you traded away robert woods Devonte parker miles gaskin Devin singletary two seconds and a first for lockett howard schultz rojo russell gage Pittman. i gotta say I think in the immediate, you definitely have kind of won this trade just based off of how Rojo has been playing lately. Lockett is a stud. And then Dalton Schultz is like decent. Like he gets, he puts up points every week. And then obviously you got Pittman long-term. So kind of what were your thoughts um, going through that trade? So basically whenever I do trades, I'm always looking at like past this year. So I always try to go on like uh, a fancy calculator just to see how many points they think that's going to happen for the year or anything like that. So I'm always thinking long-term, especially with that trade. Cause so I was like, Robert Woods, he's 28. I said, Parker, I think he's like what, 27. And I, I needed a tight end. I need another running back. And when he threw Tyler Lockett in there, I was like, all right, let's do this. Cause it's just depth for me really. And most of those guys are young, except for Lockett, it was like 28. So I'm trying, it's like, I'm trying to get younger, but I'm trying to win at the same time. So I'm trying to do like a balance. Well, that's a good point to something that I've been asking for weeks is I just trying to figure out the theme of what you want to do with your team, because week two obviously was a really that was a dud throw up a stinker. Absolutely got rid of the whole roster. Really tough to follow like your your brain and like where you were going with that. So that's kind of helpful if you could under help us understand what you want to get out of your team. 
Yeah, exactly. So every time I know you, you're trying to hate on me there, D Frank, because every time I do trades, you're like, oh, my, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> like when it came to the Jarek McKinnon and Mike Davis trade that I did with you, I was thinking Mike Davis because he was going to be the number one back in the Niners. They have so many running backs on that squad. So I was like, yo, let me see if he's just going to do it. You did it. So it's like, all right. So that one was a win win. Um, the one I think with TJ, I kind of regretted because I really didn't want Miles Gaskin. I, did, I really didn't want to give up James Conner. But I was like, you know, it's Lamar Jackson. He's MVP. It's only his second year. So I'm almost like the New York Mets with Brody Van Wagon. I want to win now, but I want to be able to have young pieces in the future. So I'm trying to get, like, like I said, that balance. You're trying to do a little bit of both. And it's not all hate. It, I, I have, I definitely, I think I own up to bad takes and good takes. I had said a couple times over the past couple of weeks that in Connor and myself, we both said we just had no idea that Mike Davis was going to produce like 80 to 90% of what McCaffrey was, was coming. But I, I liked getting McKinnon. Obviously I'm cashing in on an injury. So that's not anything that I did. Right. But just knowing that like that backfield can support multiple running backs. I'm not sure if the Panthers can, can do that. So that's kind of what we were thinking. Well, and I will say, I don't think any of us though were expecting McCaffrey to be out as long as he is. Cause now it's sounding like he's probably going to be out till like maybe week nine. I don't know if you guys heard what Matt rule said, but he said that he doesn't know if he's going to be back this week, next week or the week after. So I think that Mike Davis right now is looking to kind of be one of these guys to kind of help steady the ship uh, for a lot of fantasy teams right now, whether you have McCaffrey or not um, with a lot of guys dealing with injury right now. Yeah. It was and a I huge win. And what's crazy is I've been trying to shop Mike Davis for pretty decent trades and no one's trying to bite on it. I'm a little surprised because he is right now the number one. But think about it too. Saquon Barkley had that high ankle sprain last year. He came back too early and it messed, it's been messing them up ever since. So I think what the Panthers are going to, like we just said, they're going to transition like that with McCaffrey. So I was like, yes, let me just get Mike Davis, ride that ride, and then do like that sell high, buy low type thing. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I could tell you that Saquon last year, he came back way too early. And that's why I do think I'd mentioned this before, but having that three week IR, I hope that stays like I really like it because now it's forcing these guys to like get fully healthy. And so that way you kind of know. So you're not playing this like waiting game. You're like, OK, is he playing? Is he's not? He's questionable. Is he going to play? He goes out there. He plays two snaps and then he's out again. So it. I do think that this is probably better long-term, at least from a fantasy standpoint, having this. Um, and obviously they can afford to keep Mike Davis playing well, and keep McCaffrey on IR. Like the Giants didn't have anyone last year producing at the level of Mike Davis. Uh, so they kind of had to bring him back a little bit sooner than they probably wanted to. And the Panthers, they obviously listened to this pod, just win, baby. No CMC. They, what are their, their three and three and oh without him three and one without CMC. So they're just trouting the next next man up, kind of like our, our guy Cass here is just putting the next guy in, ready to go, get some wins. Exactly. I'm trying to go, I'm trying to go after TJ in my division. I gotta do whatever I can. You kind of have a tough division. You don't have an easy path to the playoffs. So okay, given the fact that right, you're at 658 points for, we could we could laugh at it, we could josh it all, all night long. The fact of the matter is the only thing that matters, you're four and two. You don't have an easy path with the way you're scoring points. I, I do think you, your team's got to pick it up eventually down the stretch here to, to sneak in with that division. 
Oh, absolutely. That's kind of why I traded with the commission over here to get Le'Veon Bell. It's almost, like I said, it's kind of that win-now mode. I think with Le'Veon, that Chiefs offense is going to explode because he can pass catch. He can do like his, I'm going to stay near the O-line real quick and then just burst out for a touchdown. You know, so I think that's also why I want to do that trade with the commission over here. So just trying, yeah. I'm just trying to win, like you said. It's a tough division. <laughs> like if if I was in if I was in Bracken's division, with like I'd be leading it right now by like a game. So I that's that TJ is like my main focus right now. It's like I need to beat TJ at all costs. I want to hear more about this this personal rivalry that you're you're highlighting <laughs> here. You're in the same division, obviously. You guys grew up together, right down the road. That's obviously how you're how you're in this league too. Like this is a personal connection for years now. But okay, we have a heated rivalry brewing. I want to hear more about it. Well, it's really just like TJ being too cocky in himself when it comes to trades. We saw he's he <laughs> he is literally like when he's more win now mode than I am. He literally has no draft picks for the future. He's stocked up on like to get back Alvin Kamara. He's he actually I think did, has done more trades than me starting off uh, after last year, even the beginning of the first season of the dynasty league. So I, I just don't want to hear him when he's, when he wins this thing. Cause I'm going to have to hear it for a year. Cause like you said, I've known him <laughs> Dude, all my are. whole life. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like he, like, uh, I think you guys have said it. Like he's literally the biggest threat. If you think about it, just because of uh, his running backs and I mean, his, his quarterbacks are okay. I'm surprised he's not playing Ryan Tannehill, but. So it looks yeah. like he's – so I was talking to him this weekend, and he said that he regrets – he was like, I just can't – he's like, I can't bring myself to ever bench camp for Ryan Tannehill. And we're sitting here just watching these games on red zone, and he's like, yeah, Tannehill is pretty much going to be my starter week in and week out now going forward. And Tannehill, honestly, is playing almost on an MVP level, I would say. Um, so, I mean, if he keeps turning – like going like this, his team is very good. Obviously, you got Kamara, you got McCaffrey – Whenever he comes back, James Conner is your running back three. That's pretty good. And then obviously Mostert, who might be out now for a couple of weeks, but he's got a good team that he's shaping up. And I, I do like the rivalry going. I'm kind of with you where I do – I would like to see you take down TJ. Um, and I, he's probably going to use this for fuel for the fire. Just putting this all up on the bulletin board for his guys in the locker room every day. It's like 6-0, and what, what motivation do they really have? But right now, it's probably listening to this interview. We're just talking all this crap to him. I love it, personally. I love that he somehow has all the pressure. I'm right behind him, 5-1, and one, and I'm the reigning champ. And he could, he could have the spotlight. Take it. I don't care. Put the pressure on him and his court. I'm just going to focus on getting into the playoffs again to try and take him down again because – we're in win now, baby. Win now, baby. Now win now mode two, and we're ready to go. And what's crazy is you are so lucky, D. Fran, that Kenyon Drake had that long <laughs> touchdown run at the end of the game. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be with me at four and two. So I couldn't believe that. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I knew we needed seventeen yards on that last drive. First carry, seventeen was points. was zero. No, first carry was zero. I said okay, second down. Six yards, third and four. I'm like, oh, perfect. We're going to get a first down here. I go, maybe he pops off 11. It's a whole, like he parted the Red Sea and he was just like, he knew someone, someone needed to win. He did not care about running up the score. Bolted <laughs> to the end zone. Yeah, I actually wanted Chase Edmonds, my other Cardinals running back to get more yards than him, but I guess not. 
<laughs> they're both good. I mean, that's a really good backfield. I, I think both guys are, are going forward. I think are going to be great pieces um, to be playing. But yeah, that run, dude. We, the Cowboys suck, man. They're so bad with Andy Dalton. I don't know if it was primetime Dalton coming out, but oh my god, they stink. There's a good journeyman quarterback that just got benched that could easily be traded for and lead them to a playoff berth. I would be so upset. His name's Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick. And if he had ammunition like that with Cooper, um, Lamb, Gallup, Schultz is very good. Schultz is good. Can you imagine Fitzpatrick at the, at the, in the conductor seat of that offense? Woo. Don't put that evil on me as a Giants fan. Cass, I don't know if you've heard this stat, the Giants, because I know you're a Giants fan as well. Giants are currently one game out of first place while simultaneously being one game out of the number one pick. There's not many teams right now in a better position to control their own destiny like the Giants. I've also been slowly talking myself into them somehow winning this division. I don't know if you've done that yourself, Cass. I can't. I'm too optimistic with my team. And if anyone (laughs) listened to the That's My Sports podcast last episode, I was just like distraught because of what I've seen. Well, we could be the next, uh, what was it? The Seattle Seahawks went seven Mm -hmm. and nine that year and won the division. So it can be done. You know, anything's possible. I've just been like looking around. I like watch all the other teams. I'm like, everyone stinks. And like, I'm sure every single NFC East team is doing this. I know we have some Cowboys and Washington football team and Eagles fans who are all in this league. So we're pretty NFC East heavy and I'm sure they all are kind of feeling the same way. The Cowboys are Cowboy fans. Maybe not as much just seeing all these injuries. Zach Martin got hurt last night. So like that offensive line is just taking a huge hit on top. And now, it, cause I do think Andy Dalton could be okay for them if they had their full, offensive line but i mean not having that and then zeke fumbling was just last night was a recipe for disaster for them don't sleep on andy Dolan. he's done this in cincinnati he's had receivers that are pretty close with prime aj green he's had a tj hushmanzada he's had mama yep he's had had tyler eifert he he's had guys that have brought he's brought to the playoffs and this is i think this is the one of the probably the best offenses that he's had in his career just yeah. not o- overlooking Dalton in prime time is just obviously the laughing stock of NFL. It doesn't matter what uniform he's in, Dalton prime time, it's just absolutely terrible. I need, was, sorry, I need prime time Kirk Cousins versus prime time oh, Andy yuck. Dalton just for the slop fest we're going to get. <laughs> what a bad game that would be. I can't wait. At but, least, though, I feel like Kirk hasn't been as bad lately in prime time, though. I don't know what you guys think. He, I feel like he's been kind of playing a little bit better he has better fantasy stats prime time than the actual game itself <laughs> that's all we care about here exactly <laughs> and, and, and yep. uh and joe you'll be very proud of me i actually have three uh los angeles chargers players in my other fantasy league right now i got herbert i got joshua kelly and keenan allen so you should Love be pretty it. proud of me herbert hoover is the guy he's got a cannon that you would Obviously, you can't believe he's he looks very polished and everybody's excited for him. For whatever reason, I have a quarterback that you can't root against. Um, I do think Justin Jackson's the guy you want in the backfield right now. Josh Kelly, ever since week one, he's been a little off, like not Bumbarewski. Yeah, fumbles, but mental not showing good bursts, but Justin Jackson knows the offense. He's been on that team for a few years now. I'm, I'm not surprised it's him. 
I thought it was going to be him last year. I just, I did not believe how good Eckler was until he took the league by storm. Like I wanted him obviously to be the bell cow this year. He gets hurt. Very bad injury. I'm sure you saw that the way his hip just like collapsed on itself, but yeah, you got three good assets there. I, I, I do think Herbert's the real deal. I'm excited as a Chargers fan. You know, you say he's the real deal, but then didn't you trade him away like a week ago? That's fine. I'm, I'm yeah, happy. And, and for fantasy purposes, I'm always in win now mode. Russell Wilson is the apex of, of win now <laughs> mode. With the little sprinkle of the future, I got Boyd to go with Burrow. I, I didn't have any of the receivers for, for LA. Um, I'm happy with that combo. I think Burrow Boyd is going to be good. Well, it's fun. He's good. I mean, obviously yeah. I have him in, uh, I have him in our melting pot league, but no, he's a uh, man. He's just fun to watch like that. The Bengals, I think are going to be good. Um, I think they need a couple more offensive linemen, a couple more players on defense, but I think that that's a team who's going to be able to compete with the Steelers and the um, in Baltimore going yeah. forward. Agreed. Um, let's do this. You want to have Cass go through like kind of like a sneak preview week seven for his game he's got brack he's got the brack attack i think this is a big game for him i think you cast just going right now i think you're gonna win i think (laughs) i think it continues (laughs) listen i just need a big game at Jared Goff monday night i know he's going up against chicago and lamar jackson's on a bye week but uh uh is Le'Veon playing this week or i kept seeing like back and forth reports about him if he's, I, if he's playing this week i'm t- i'm definitely beating bracken and i have to ask this question <laughs> if i beat bracken so do you guys are you guys a believer of me now or do you still think i'm trying to tank and then bounce because no, i know no. i know mr commish you, you <laughs> sent me a message i did <laughs> no, admittedly, I <laughs> all i'm saying i got i've never gotten messages from other team like other players being like Yo, what is going on with these trades? I've never gotten any of those messages before. I got four of them after one of the trades that you did. So I was like, okay, let me just reach out. I knew you were good. I was just like, yo, let me just make sure like that we're just not running that. Like I don't, cause I've read on Reddit, like these horror stories of guys just like completely like blowing up their team and trading it for horrible, like just making horrible, horrible trades. And then just like leaving and making it really difficult. So I was like, I figured that wasn't what you were doing, but just with everyone asking me, I was like, okay, let me just, let me just reach out and make sure. But no, I will say I, Hey man, any team that keeps winning, like, I don't, I don't care about points for, I don't care about points against this is, this is from the butter association. If you win, that's all that matters to me right now you're winning. And I mean, I think your luck, not luck, but I think it like you're getting Bracken at a good time. I, I mean, he has to start McKissick and Kelly this week. <laughs> Strength oh of schedule goodness. is a big factor to getting wins. It's I'm looking through. I'm I'm laughing because I'm looking through Chris's team. This <laughs> is not hurt. great, Bob. No, <laughs> and I feel so bad because I jinxed them so badly on like that last Sunday before Dak just shattered I'm, his. Ankle. I'm really happy that you just over tout so many teams into just submission. You just <laughs> over tout and over jinx. Don't talk about my team. I don't care. You could say I'm gonna go. Five and five and twenty, you know, in my next twenty-five games, I I wouldn't care less. Just don't say anything good about it, please. Yeah, <laughs> but um, okay, he's got Hopkins, he's got Josh Kelly, McKissick, Derek Carr. You're just looking through. Okay, you got Hopkins, Metcalf, Kelsey around the board. I don't want to start anybody else on his roster right now. Yeah, I mean, 
Sanders, fine, but like that's it. I I don't really dude car against Tampa. That's scary for me right now. Tampa Bay's defense looked really good. What do you, th- Cass? What are your kind of thoughts on Carr going into this weekend against this uh, on Sunday night football against uh, the Bucks? I mean, we saw what happened with Aaron Rodgers. He tried to go in for that touchdown. He got hit, and all of a sudden, he got the yips. And I think he <laughs> scored like three points in fantasy or something like that. So, I mean, this Tampa defense is—they're not like the like elite, like they're not like Chicago or anything like that. But if they can get in your mind, like they did to Aaron Rodgers, who is MVP, I'm pretty sure they can get it to Derek Carr's head. You know what? If he, if, if Bracken had Josh Jacobs on his team, something like that, I, I would oh. give him like a chance. Whoa. But, <laughs> Don't be talking about my players. Hey, not- <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had Josh Jacobs to be honest, but you know, <laughs> what, I think but, a lot of people do. He's uh, going to be tough to get. What I will say is I think that Goff being home against Chicago, I think is a much better because I just remember I got fried. I think it was last year or the year before in my, one of my fantasy leagues. Cause I started Goff. I was down by like seven points going into Monday night football guy. It was the Goff Monday night game at Chicago. He put up like negative two points, just <laughs> screwed me over so badly. Just absolutely fried me. So I just have nightmares of him playing against the Bears. And that's what I'm afraid of in this yeah. matchup against Bracken because I don't want my team, like you guys are telling me, just win, baby, you know, stuff like that. So I don't want that momentum where I keep winning or squeaking in. And then when I get into the playoffs, I'm going to bow out like early. Because I, I already looked at the playoffs just to see what it was. So if, if it was today, it would be TJ's got a bye week. Then it's me against uh, Matty the Tux, and then either one of that would go up against TJ in the next round. So I got to make sure everyone's clicking on all cylinders. I mean, I can't control anything, but I just need to make sure everyone's clicking so I can get a better, a better seed position. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I will say too, and I'm looking through your bench now. What are your thoughts on AJ Green? Like, is he, is it kind of like, Hey, he's coming back. I know he, he laid the goose two weeks ago, but that was Baltimore. Baltimore is a very, very tough matchup. And then you see him last week against Indy who has like a pretty solid defense and he's putting up eight catches, 95 yards. Like, so kind of, what are your thoughts? Is there any chance that you're going to be sprinkling him in? If I have to, if I have to sprinkle him in, I will, he could be one of my flexes. I'm going to, I'm going to keep benching him until he has another productive game. Because I think fantasy-wise, he's not good on the deep ball, which is a little surprising, but I get it. He hasn't played in like a year and a half. Um, I mean, I only took him in that trade. That was kind of like a – I was a little bit sleepy trade. Almost like what D-Fran, when he said, for like, oh, yeah, I just, I just clicked on it and said, okay. So when I saw that Zanny Dell sent me that just for like Adam Thielen, I was like, all right, yeah, seven skill Terry. I need a I need younger back. So I think with A.J. Green, I'm just going to give it some time, I think. Mm-hmm. But – uh, hopefully he he comes through in the biggest moments for me going into the playoffs. Yeah. All that matters, right? If you get in, you win. It's- He's got a nice kind of stretch there too towards the end of the season. I mean, Pittsburgh week 15 isn't great, but I mean, you miss the second Baltimore matchup with that being 17. He's got Washington, the Giants, Miami, Dallas, then Pittsburgh 15, which isn't great, but then Houston 16. So, I mean, if you're, if you're still playing and you're going deep, I mean, I think he could be a piece that kind of really steps up and uh, kind of helps bring home the uh, the championship for you. Yeah, the only problem is just T. Higgins. He's I mean, good. that's that's the biggest fantasy one right there. He, he His stock is rising. I have him in my other fantasy league. I'm actually starting him again this week 
So that's, that's going to be my problem. If T. Higgins keeps getting that share of the load, then I don't know what's going to happen with A.J. Green. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's a good player, though, so we'll we'll see. Joe, did you give your pick for this game? I have to go, Cass. I have to. Bracken's team is just decimated. decimated. It's no longer the Brack attack. It's And you call them the daddy of the podcast, and I told you <laughs> I that was off that Is that what jinxed them? Uh, buddy. Um, um, yeah, I'm picking Cass as well. Cass, who do you got? Are you picking yourself here? Oh, absolutely. I'm definitely picking myself. But listen, <laughs> uh, Bra- but listen, Bracken, if you want to trade, man, I'm always open. The door is right. always open at Bonanza Incorporated. Exactly. All right. So we're going to wrap up real quick. But Cass, just want to um, give you a second, just kind of shout out your podcast, um, where you guys are, where they can follow you. I know you guys had that awesome interview with Brandon Sherrod. Um, I listened to that. That was super interesting in very insightful. So I, I kind of really enjoyed that. Um, and going back through now and listening back into some of your guys' older episodes, but where can they, uh, where can they follow you and listen? So if you want to follow us on any social media, we have, that's my sports on Facebook. We have the TMS podcast on Instagram and then underscore TMS podcast on, on Twitter. Twitter. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that's a brain fart right there. But if you need, if you don't have an iPhone, we're on, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Google. Uh, if you do have an iPhone, we're on Apple. So all you have to do is follow, but also download. That is the download. most key for us. Yeah, we have to download the episodes. That's most crucial for us. But listen, I mean, I like when people, like I keep saying in the podcast, I like when people review our stuff, you know? So, keep, mm-hmm. you know, keep it up. I like the insight, whether it's good or bad. I don't care. Just let, just let us know, you know, we're trying to make it for sure. I mean, it's same thing here too. We appreciate all feedback. We honestly probably appreciate negative a little bit more. We'd rather you guys be honest and open with us and say you like, or don't like this. Um, but Cass, thank you, man. Thank you for making the time to kind of hop on with us. Um, this was a lot of fun and we're hoping to maybe uh, start mixing in some more interviews in the future. All right, cool. I do appreciate that. I'm the first one. And yeah, I mean, you guys are pretty cool. I, list, I only listen to, our league because i i don't i'm not in the other two but i mean you guys know what you guys are talking about fantasy wise so that's pretty dope like i think last week when you guys were talking about me i was like all right i need to make some moves i said these guys are saying this about this player this and that so <laughs> i'm definitely taking your your uh insight appreciate some, it. some of it's a little hyped up you know just for entertainment purposes At the end of the day whether it's good or bad is irrelevant you just got to get the wins and that's all okay. that matters just Absolutely. I tell my team that every day. I go, yo, <laughs> Joe D. France telling us about us. Let's go win, baby. That's it. Just win. Awesome. All right. We're going to wrap it up here. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks. No problem. Thanks, guys. What the hell's going on out here? All right. We're back. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Week seven, Dynasty. We made that pick. We picked that game there. We got a, a few more games left to pick. Connor, why don't you lead us off? Why don't you get the scoreboard up and rolling here? All right. So first game I have on my slate is Your Tucker game. versus TC. I'm actually going bottom up this time. Oh, so bottoms up, dude. I'm ready for it. Not starting on it. So this is four and two Tucker versus one and five TC. Not sure if this is the start that TC envisioned. Hey, another Never Brian really Hill heard much from TC this year, by the way. Oh, 
No, another uh, another start coming in from Brian Hill. Ugh. Yikes. What are your – who do you got? Obviously, he's starting David Johnson, Tucker is, this week after that trade I made. So, what do you what do you got for this game? I think David Johnson's been fine. There's a big X factor. Two X factors, Darren Waller and Will Fuller. Tucker's got a fine team. I would say more than fine, as long as Rodgers is good. And my thing with David Johnson is he's very good. It's just he does not fit for my team. Like, he's – how old is he now? I think he's like 28. 29 you know he's 28 I mean he hasn't looked like physically like himself anymore and he's just depending on volume and just right now just it doesn't line up with my team I would have loved to have kept him that's why I made the move for him what I did is because I thought that my team would be more competitive and uh, mm. kind of still in it at this point mm. Mike Gibson this week. I, I mean, Brian Hill doesn't give me anything to be excited about. Is he dealing with injuries or buys? What do we got here? So he's got Mark Ingram on buy. Um, eh. I'm going through. He's got Sony on the IR. He's got Chubb on the IR. He still has eh. Claypool on his taxi squad. But, I mean, at Why? one and five, I, I kind of – one and five, man, I get it. He's trying to play for that pick, I guess. I, Did you put poaching in? Why is he still there? Does He might. he might not know. No, we've I've said something to him. We've brought it up in the chat. We'll see. We'll see if he activates him. Um, has he answered? Yeah, no, he said. Um, I don't remember what he said, if he was going to activate him or not. Um, admittedly, I, I don't remember. But oh, I, I hope we'll he see. does. He's just sitting there. We need taxi squad poaching. You're right. Yeah, I think something going forward, we, we look into doing that. Um, just so you guys know, the way how it would work is you pretty much pay you pay up a draft pick or something like that. And it gives the player then the opportunity. Hey, if you want him, you have to activate him and cut someone else, or he's automatically just like traded to the other team. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Maybe it's something we discuss in the off season going into next year, but so back to this game, who do you got? Who's your, who's your pick here? I'm going with my main man, Maddie Tucker, five and two in a big division. Yeah. Yeah, I'm leaning him as well. I just think that right now he has too much firepower. I think Waller over Ebron is going to be the X factor as well as um, just David Johnson versus Brian Hill. Brian Hill gives me no hope um, <laughs> at all. Sorry, TC, but just, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with uh, with Tucker as well. So I think that we've agreed on what six of the eight picks that we've made, or or on all but one pick that we've made so far. Yes. That's okay. Yeah, Maybe we'll next see. Week for you. Maybe I will say week. this league right now feels a little bit more lopsided. And we were talking about this earlier and some of the other leagues that we have um, a lot of these, a lot more of these teams kind of seem a little bit more spread out. So on to the next game though. And I mean, this one, we don't really have to spend any time on it's TJ versus Lapia every week. We know what Lapia's end goal is. Um, I think TJ just kind of keeps, keeps it rolling here. He's going to get to seven and out missing McCaffrey. So I'm picking him. I assume you are as well. Lock it in with confidence. All the pressure's on you, my friend, TJ. I hope you take it with a grain of salt. I Uh, hope you know what, I hope you know what's coming for you. That is it. Next game. All right. So we got a game that at the beginning of the season, Probably was a very, very hyped up game. I know that I had it myself as one of the games I was really looking forward to. I have JD Fran 14 taking on Luke. Right now, you're projected to win by like 30, according to Sleeper. And again, we'll take that with a grain of salt. 
but I'm looking through. I don't love Greg Olson. I mean, he Luke has a lot of guys on by this week. I mean, Geo Edwards Elaire, now that they have Bell, is he gonna be taking a step back? Julio looks good. I mean, he looks fine, he looks healthy, but I mean, no Jonathan Taylor, no JK Dobbins. Like, no, he, he's got a lot of a lot of questions. I assume Mark Andrews on by as well. So I think I'm leaning you, but I'm excited to kind of hear what your what your thoughts are going into this game this week. I'm happy to have Russell Wilson back. I'm happy to have Aaron Jones and Chris Carson finally on the field together. Hiddle, we know he's an X factor. What did, I said he's got a tough mat, tough matchup. You know, we could go either mm-hmm. way there. I still think he outperforms Olsen. 49ers are a good running football team. Most are on the shelf. Three weeks, high ankle sprain, maybe longer. What have we been talking about? And and Cass brought it up too. High ankle sprains, they linger. It could definitely be more than a week three thing. So I picked up a gem. I think McKinnon's been really good this year when he gets the work. Drake, another coin flip. You know, what the heck's going to happen in that backfield? So I think for, for me, I'm happy to see that my team is getting back to like the choo-choo train full steam ahead. Really happy with DeAndre Swift breaking out and getting him for Gardner Minshew. Steal. Daryl Henderson's on the bench. My, my team is definitely deeper than like I originally thought. Like there's guys that like I could plug in and play here. I want to avoid the McVay backfield this week. The only, I think the other guy that I would consider playing over Drake is Swift right now, just because he got a lot of work, he scored 27 points roughly. And the Falcons defense is just not that good. No, I, I do think I win. I do think I get to six and oh, um, six, 20, and, oh. six and what six and one. Sorry. <laughs> I do think that the 28 point spreads a little much here. If I, I was betting, betting the betting the line, I'd actually take Luke to cover. Yeah, and I will say I think the projections will come a little bit closer if Mixon's out. Right now, he's starting Geo, and I think that that will uh, that'll likely change between now and then, um, based on kind of what his status is. So, all right, next game up, we got Deusler versus Zanny Dell. So it looks like right now, just going through, Deusler has not set his lineup yet. This is. Right now, it's 9.15 on Wednesday night. Um, or he just may not have a quarterback to play. Ooh, I know where he could find one. Yeah. Oh, he also has Mike Thomas on the bench, so I'm assuming he just hasn't set his lineup yet. Where's Sam um, Darnold if he plays? Yeah, I mean, he could play Darnold. I mean, it's not great, but, you know, he can, he can make it work. I mean, and there's other – there's being Watson one Scott. It's easy enough for him to kind of make a move. So, this game is tough to pick just because I, I – I'm not sure, like, I mean, this roster isn't going to be looking like this on Sunday. I don't know if this is going out in a limb, but I'm going to be taking Dusseler here. Well, let's let's put it this way. They're both two and four. He's definitely got to be hurting. He had a chance to get to three and three. If we were picking this game and it was Dan Dell at four and, or two and four, versus Dusseler at three and three and we were picking him to get a win he'd be right back into contention and I would be eating yeah I, I get like that. his division that division isn't great I mean Rack is three and three who we're picking to lose this week Luke is three and three who I mean we both picked to lose this week so if Dusseler wins I mean it could be a three-way tie at now, three his and four for, that's crazy 
I, it's the NFC East right now, the Wildlings. Um, but no, he's, uh, he's hurt, though, by his points for. His points against her. I mean, he has the most points against. and But he's scoring like, mm, yeah, he's got the lowest points for. So I don't want to give free advice. I, I'm going to do it anyways. He's going to put in Michael Thomas over Adam Humphreys, and he should be putting in Boston Scott over Golden Tate. Yeah. Bumps up his projection 17 points, adding the quarterback. We're putting him up 38 there. Doing the simple math, that's 127 on the projection. Yeah. So that's a 50-50 game. That's and I'm math. just taking him. Yeah. I, I'm picking Deuce. I think that he gets this one. Um, I know it was a very tough loss for him last week, but getting Michael Thomas back, getting his stud, I think we'll do him wonders. Uh, I'm actually going to go Dan Dell. You are. Okay. So we disagree now. I, I, I do. I do like his, his team this week. I, I'm a home's big X factor. Kareem hunt on the road in Cincy. I think that's a smash. I think he had cramps at the end of uh, last week. We were talking T Higgins. I think we, we think that's a decent matchup there. Um, big X factor for me, guy that's not going to be talked about a lot. I think Justin Jackson, if he's healthy, we just saw um, Swift and AP do really well against the Jags. It's a run funnel team. Um, I think he's got a great matchup there for at least one may, potential for one, at least one touchdown, couple catches out of the backfield. That's going to be a big game from him. Yeah. So, all right. It's good though that we finally disagree on a pick. Um, and now we have myself. There's maybe the hottest team in the league, uh, Kyle Murphy. Uh, the K Murphs 14, that team is starting to kind of put things together. You're seeing him make moves for some veteran players like John Brown, kind of going for that stack. Um, actually, he does not have Josh Allen, so disregard that. Um, but I don't know. This is a um, – it's just tough right now. I mean, I'm starting Jeff Wilson. Like, it, I think he's underprojected at under five. I think that I probably covered this. It's 15. Yeah, I think I might – actually, I don't know, man. This is – they keep projecting Juju with 12, which just – I don't know. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this game first before I kind of give mine. I've been giving Kyle a lot of credit. Gets to three and three. Is he on a three-game winning streak? That I don't know. Off sleeper, the... tell us that. Like, does it say – no, of course not. It's not giving no. me the win streak here. I – Upset special. I'm. I really like Kyler's matchup. I think that's going to be a high flying game where he's going to be running. Got to keep lot. up. I, he's going to have to keep up. I think Kyler could put up forty this week and keep you in it. Other than that, like your team top to bottom isn't great. But I also like the Big Ben matchups. I told you that if both your receivers from the Steelers play, I do like it. And I not it's no knock on Kyle's team. I'm just, I'm picking the upset here. All right, calling your shot. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Obviously, that's it for the uh, dynasty. Not as much as me and Joe. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that interview. Um, do you have any other kind of lasting or, or exiting thoughts for no. this week? All good. Ready to jump into it. Finish this thing strong and get to Thursday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Last segment, TBA, the Butter Association. Big week. Really evened out the pack here, except for one outlier. 
We're going to go through the scores top to bottom. Here we go. Brucey's bunch upset 108 to the commish 89. Where did my team go there? Worst team ever. That's Connor. He gets to three and three. He broke a hundred 106 over Sproul's tide. Over Sproul's tide. Caught 80 flat for him. Lapia made the call 112.90 over D's. 110. He gets to four and two. I can't believe it. Mahomes bunch. Dud alert over another dud alert. 85 to Bill Cosby sleepers. 82. And that about wraps up their fantasy season. They're all here. I have a question for you after this, after we're done going through about him. Okay. Go ahead. Finishing off the lightning round. Big B and the rest. Another dud performance. Call it 70 flat. He gets a win over the grinders. They put up 59 points. I told you the pressure was on him. I couldn't squeak it out to get back in the first place, but I had half my prediction right there. Welcome to week seven. Yes. So I just want to circle back to the Luke ver uh, Luke. Luke versus Dana. Why did Luke not play a kicker? He didn't. No. Well, it's not getting any draft picks next year. It doesn't make sense. Like, bro, just cut Edmonds, pick up a kicker. Like, I, I, I don't understand it. I guess that was definitely worth cutting off the lightning round to make sure that you were going to ask. Cause I didn't realize he didn't play a kicker. Yeah, no. It, did he just think that he wasn't, I mean, was it because he had Mahomes, Tyreek and CD all playing where he's like, I don't really stand a chance where it's like Mahomes is the only one who performed. And then he got eight from the others. It's just, I don't know. I, I really want to know why he, why he did that. I didn't even notice it. Can you believe Dan Dell gets a win scoring 65 points? Yeah, I know. Um, Waylon, you did me dirty, man. I, I what mean, did I really tell Andy you Dalton. last week? What Andy did I tell Dalton, you? Okay, man. Andy Dalton stinks. I'm last sorry. week I told you on He's the pod, I said, too. I wasn't scared of Devonta Freeman. And hey, who's the other guy he played? I'm pulling it up. Mostert, Gallup, Hopkins, Thielen. Yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't giving me like the heebie jeebies. Like you were saying, like, I didn't want to play this team. Like, I would love to play Freeman and Mostert most I weeks. Mean, all I'm saying, Gasicki doesn't goose, and Andy Dalton just plays average football. I think Waylon pulls his game out. I I guess so. In a normal setting, you should beat the other team that puts up 69 points. Yeah, I know. I mean, as you nice should. as that score is, it just doesn't make uh, Well, Big B and the rest, that's Dandel. They just, they just saved their season. They're back to two and four. But I think that this league is – Little too top heavy where two and four is even a stretch to get back into it. We see that the AFC is what you've been saying. It's a wagon. Four and two, four and two, four and two, three and three, three and three. It's going to be two. There's going to be two playoff teams coming out of the AFC or three playoff teams coming out of the AFC this year. I mean, it looks, but like the thing is though, is that Dana is listed as being in sixth place at three and three, but he's outscored a lot so he's outscored i'm looking through he's outscored myself yeah he's outscored the pa he's outscored noah mm. 
he's outscored Sproles tied. He's outscored like I think he has like the fourth highest score right now. So I don't know. I, I'm always confused on what the tiebreakers are. It's points. Um, you know that. And the wild card is it's it, the wild card okay. it's gonna be points. It has been that way for 10 years, and it will stay that way. No, that, that's fine. I just I always forget. Yeah. But for the divisions, it's wins and then division records. So those games, they do matter. And in an, a division like ours. I just realized I'm 0-3. That's brutal. They, ma- they matter. And it's very tight. I don't know where my team's been. I'm really missing Nick Chubb. We were well oiled when it was Kamara, Chubb, Jonathan Taylor. Last week, obviously, uh, just missing Kamara dearly. I need those points on a weekly basis. Week five wasn't terrible. 111 is a decent week, but obviously got beat by the guy that we've been talking about a lot this year, Grinders. This is a really big week coming up because I'm playing that team that you're talking about that's fourth in scoring. Mahomes bunch. <sighs> what do you want to do here? You want to go? Did we, had a, we had a trade, right? We did. So there was a trade um, really quick. Let's see, because I know that I was involved in it. So we, when did you make that T Higgins for Gasicki trade? Oh, did I curse him? He texted me and said, give me, would you please give me Gasecki, kind sir? <laughs> and he said, well, you don't need Gasecki. Because Mark Andrews and Gusecki are on a bye together. He was like, you don't need him. And I tried getting, I tried getting somebody. I tried getting Daryl Henderson from him. (laughs) Then I was just sending around goofy trades. And then I said, all right, just give me T Higgins. You can have him. And he goose. I can't believe I put that on him like that. Wow. That's tough, man. Uh, And he gave up T Higgins, who looks like really good. T. Higgins looks great. I don't know where I'm going to play him. Shallow league, but yeah. that's fine. But I mean, hey, it's good to have depth. I mean, you see now kind of going into my next trade, this is where it helps having depth. Like I really needed a tight end. I have extra running backs. So I made the move to get Johnny Smith for James Robinson. Is James Robinson going to put up more points rest of the season than Johnny Smith? Most likely is he going to be more valuable to some teams most likely, but he was what my running back four. I had you have Gibson too. So you have like yeah, four so horses still. I have four guys who, I mean, Gibson, I think is kind of a tier below. Obviously Jacobs, Henry are their own own tier. I have Rojo who I can feel confident flexing every single week. If I had to make him my running back too, when either of those guys are on by, I have no issue doing that. And Gibson is another guy where if, injury befalls any of these three guys ahead of him like he's very talented he has the upside every week where i feel confident playing him let me ask you this from the two guys that you were maybe tossing up uh, into a trade there in standard who would you play this week antonio gibson or james robinson i think gibson i think gibson has higher upside this week i mean i always i just prefer upside i mean if you want safety then yeah go james robinson like if you're just like hey i just need like seven points like that's all I really just want to make sure I get from my team yeah give me James Robinson but I think Gibson this might be his breakout game I think this matchup against Dallas is a juicy one um and I mean we saw Drake break a couple off where they give Gibson the work I think he he could be in for a big day and this could be his kind of like 
I know we were talking about welcome to the NFL in terms of like hits that guys have been taken. This could be like his welcome to the NFL moment where he really kind of shines um, playing against Dallas, which Dallas, Washington, that's always going to be like a fun rivalry game. So I, I do have some faith in Gibson and I think I would probably be targeting him where I could in that DFS. Yeah. I like that a lot too. I think it is Gibson week. Um, well, I appreciate that toss up there. I asked you that because I'm actually toiling with that decision in Vince league. <laughs> So it just, it just so happened to be that you had both guys and I had both guys there. Now, you don't obviously you have, you don't have James Robinson. I like you getting Johnny there. You have to round out the team. Um, nothing. Tight really end else. Is my weak spot by far. Everyone's weak spot is tight end. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you there. Was there anyone major who kind of stood out to you? I mean, obviously Antonio Brown, we actually haven't talked about him at all. Um, but Antonio Brown has been serving his suspension it sounds like the Seahawks are interested in signing him. Um, I don't think he has to – he's finalizing his eight-week suspension to open the season, but with that coming to a close in 12 days, teams are starting to make some calls to the 32-year-old. So, I don't know, man. If he goes to San, uh, if he goes to Seattle, that's the best receiving core in the NFL, right? Yeah, I think it already is. The other one that might be the Vikings are up there. Thielen, yeah, the Vikings are legit. And also, I mean, the Falcons, obviously, year in, year out, are really good. But, no, I think that that's going to be the best trio if he goes there. I mean, who knows? I mean, they could also just bring back Josh Gordon, who's still on their team, I think, still on the roster. I'm happy you brought it up. I am off the hype train. I just don't care for it. I'm over it. I, I got new guys playing football, playing better football. He's a he's a diva. I'm just I'm not here for it. I get that. I think though it makes sense from a standpoint of for Marsan. It's like, okay, do you want to have Adrian Peterson in 2020 or Antonio Brown? Which I mean, looking at the rest of his team, his wide receivers are in like halfway decent shape. I mean, he's got Amari Fulgum who's looking legit, Juju, whatever, Justin Jefferson, very good. And now if Antonio Brown is anything, I think that that's going to be a real big boost to this team. Yeah, we'll see. I am cautiously pessimistic. Which I get. No, I and I'm with you on there. I get it that he's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I just think that there, there's just too much upside for what he could be. I mean, he showed it last year in one game in New England. How long was he there? Like a week? And he put up like top 10 wide receiver numbers. That week, like it is hard not to. I think it would be doing yourself a disservice to be out on him just because of his personality when it comes to fantasy. <laughs> well, we'll see. I could definitely make another bet with you, but I think we could table that till next week. Let's see if you get signed, then we'll make a bet. All right, sounds good. All right, let's let's do this thing. Last weekly preview, game one, perfect game to start with sproll side at home must win can't lose against the grinders pull up that game let me know where you think we're going here whalen has got a no he doesn't have to drop anyone he's got an empty spot if he wants to keep the colts he's got to get a defense dalvin cook gasecki Thielen, mostert shelf this week Eckler 
still on the shelf. TC, Diggs, Allen, Lockett, Drake. I he has great matchups too. It, listen, TC did not draft a bad team at one. Little injury bumps here. Must win scenario for the guy. Get to three and four. Get McCaffrey back. You're right back in the running. You have the best one of the. You have a top three quarterback receiver stack in the NFL. Grinders, five and two coming your way. Yeah, I'm with you. I was like, okay, how is he projected like at 87? Like, does he not have? Is he missing someone? And look, I, I he doesn't have a defense right now when we're recording. Um, so that'll likely change. So I assume his projection will go up, but by what? eight points at that. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm taking TC as well. I just think that he's got some really good matchups all across the board. Freeman, meh, Gallup. I think Gallup is the piece in Dallas right now. That is the guy who's, I think he's droppable. I mean, with kind of how the rest of his roster is, I don't know if he's can afford that luxury when, Thielen's on by, Kaseki's on by, Cook's on by, Eckler's on by. It's like, would you rather be playing T. Higgins this week over Michael Gallup? Yeah, I, I would play a lot of guys over Michael Gallup. Yeah, and it is standard, so it's not like we're we're just hoping and praying we're banking on a touchdown. Really, at that point, yeah. Which, I mean, it's Washington. Who knows? But I Ram- don't want Andy Dalton. Rams have a tough running back matchup. Bears play stingy defense. They play boring football. I, I don't love that over there. TC's team is the best two and four team out there. Agreed. Yeah. I'm I'm rolling with uh with TC here. We're rolling together. All right. Up the ladder. It's another must win game. Big B in the rest. Two and four at home against the 0 and six Bill Cosby sleepers. This season, put it put a pin on it. This is not good football from Luke this year. Yeah, I wonder if he's too focused in on Dynasty or but what. But Dynasty's not going great. I don't know. It's what's going on in 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 Sleepers Incorporated. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, will he start a kicker this week? I hope so. He could drop uh, Cam Akers at this point. Yeah, Akers is droppable. I mean, I would probably just drop Breeze. He's banged up. He loses Sanders this week. I mean, when you have Kelsey, you can also afford to drop Hawkinson. Yeah. He also might lose uh, Joe Mixon this week. Dobbins on by. I mean, Dobbins, he may have to cut. I don't know. I mean, he he could also just put Sanders onto IR and pick someone up. I don't know. He could. Use the IR. I I don't care. I do like Dan having Gio Bernard, though. Nice little sticking it to him. Good for him. But he's got Rodgers on the road at Houston, and you know Rodgers ain't you know Rogers ain't playing bad two weeks in a row. No, I'm with you. I'm taking Dan. I think we might be. I think we both might be picking him here based on kind of what you're the way how I think you're going here. But finish out your uh, making your picks. Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna go Dan. Dan's team is another pretty decent two and four team. I think. Obviously not as good as TC's. He doesn't have Christian McCaffrey coming back. He's in the same boat. He's in must-win territory. Maybe arguably the best receiver um, quarterback stack compared to Diggs and Allen. Rodgers and Adams is right up there. A.J. Brown has been magnificent, but tough matchup. I just don't think it matters this week. If if 
Luke loses Mixon, he might be putting up another stinker. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I don't really know what what Luke is going to be able to do here. I think that it's just very tough. And I mean, we play for the record book at this point. He's scoring. Well, I mean, he's still scoring. Like, I mean, he has more points scored than a a couple guys. Like, he has more points for than myself, Noah, Lapia, Big B, and the rest. Like, he is. He's putting up the points. I don't know. Like, bad he, he also, variance. Bad. He has, he has the least amount of moves made. So I don't know if we need to wake him up a little bit, get him back. Obviously, he has the most points against. Um, but yeah, just just tough, tough season so far for Luke. Tough. Yes. Tough season. Not in the cards for the Butter Association this year. Got to play spoiler. You don't give up. You play to win the game. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving forward. Brucey's bunch, four and two. Why can't we put this team away? They're playing D's. Marsan's three and three. His team's not bad, but what? Tell me, what is it about Noah's team that he could find wins week in, week out, and be four and two right now? It's like he's like the cast of the Butter Association. Just win. Gonna play his guys when he plays them when he needs to play them. Like I. It's honestly, I think it's Julio and Aaron Jones, and then having a guy like Big Ben. And, no, I mean, Lamar is the guy. Well, no, I know, but I mean, having that is like okay. Lamar is out on a bye. Let's just plug in Big Ben, who has shown that he can put up monster, monster games. So, and he played Cooks last week too. Yeah, I'm Aaron uh, Jones, William Jones. Oh boy, Robert Woods. Like this is this is a very good team. His running back two spot is very bad, but, but he's besides that, I mean, whatever. If you can make it work, make it work. Where are you going in this game? I'm taking D's. Yep. <laughs> Dana just texted me asking if there's a new episode for the pod coming out tonight. <laughs> Patience. We're having a lot of fun and we're covering <laughs> a lot of content here. This is our part-time job away from our job, but we just do it in one sitting. Uh, I'm going Marsan as well. Russell Wilson's back. Good trio of running backs. I think Noah finally meets his maker. He gets taken down by his, I would say a little bit of a homegrown rivalry. That's his guy growing up. We know that. Good matchup here. Put a pin on it. Go on Marsan. All right. Next up on the lineup. Loading, loading, loading. Worst team ever, period. On the road. Hut Hut came in. Very even spread here. Might be game of the week. You're three and three. Must win territory. Hut Hut came in four and two, hanging around with the big boys this year. You get John Smith, but he's banged up. He is. So if you notice, I have like four tight ends on my team right now. Oh, and you have Fant, you have Goddard, Ingram. Oh boy, you're you're gonna outthink yourself into a pretzel this week. That's what I'm worried about. Oh yeah, no, trust me. If <laughs> tomorrow night Ingram just may not be on my team, there's so. no shot you picked the right tight end this week. <laughs> there's no shot. Yeah, no, I. I don't know. Is- man. I just, 
Seems I just good. want to have John. I want to have Janu somewhere, man. He's fun to watch. I think if though, I'll be honest. If Fant is healthy, I'm playing him. It's hard not to play him. Um, and you are and playing he, Cam, right? Is that we'll your guy? See. Is Cam your guy we'll here? See. No, All right. we'll, we'll see. There's other other things in the cards. I mean, Ooh. I have too many tight ends. Rumors, rumor mill. Yeah, we'll see. I, hate, I hate to break it to you. I've done this how many weeks in a row? My line has been Mike Lapia with confidence. I'm doing it again. Him? I'm I'm locking him in. Lapia. It's I, to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking myself here. It's about time. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm picking myself, which is probably gonna blow up in my face, but I'm picking myself. Uh Dude, Bills defense versus Jets. Just don't. I don't know if that sways your pick, but just seeing that, it. Just in case, just put. Just remember that. I'll put a pin on it. Yeah, coming but I'm out. Seeing Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Shoot out. Now let's just say it was a different quarterback besides Cam. I'm not sure who it might be yet, but there are some guys on free agency who may not be bad streams this week. Admittedly, I'm. Waiting to figure out what I'm doing with tight end. I don't know why I'm divulging all my strategy for this right now. I just I don't think Mikey has. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everyone. Yeah, I mean everyone I hope would be listening to this. <laughs> um, if they're not listening to it, then that's on them for not knowing. That's on that, you. So. Yep. But all right, last game. Have to face Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. That's the well, you know another top three quarterback receiver stack. I get Dana. I get the Mahomes bunch. Two-game Schneid got taken down by the Grinders. Bad week overall last week. I don't know where where we went. No Camara. Missing Mick, Mick Chubb. Madison, four points. That's not what you want. Mark Andrews, dud. Now, bye weeks, Gaskin, Andrews, Madison, Jonathan Taylor. All on buys. I get Kamara back. More snip, snap, snip, snap for me. Uh, I don't know. You go. You, you, you go. <laughs> so let me see. So Dana is missing two of his very valuable players with Tucker and Baltimore's defense, which I don't blame him for not cutting Tucker. I'm not cutting Hot Rod Blankenship right now, mainly because he's fun and I don't want anyone else to have him. Uh, but Tucker is legitimately very, very good. So starting Graham Gano, I'm sure that's why everyone tunes into the podcast to hear my kicker, my kicker breakdown. I'm looking through. I don't know, man. The Gurley McKinnon, like if he didn't have Patrick Mahomes, I I'm like, this, yeah, okay, great. I'm gonna win this game, but like it's I'm, Mahomes, starting, man. I'm starting Boston Scott. I just picked him off off the waivers. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, happy Scott I got him fun. for free. I, I, okay, I got him Scott, for free. I know Scott disappointed earlier this year. He killed the Giants last year when Sanders was out. So Scott, I'm just happy he was sitting there on free agency for me. Yeah, so I do think I'm picking you, though. I, I think you take down Dana. I think Mahomes being projected 28. I mean, Kyler's 27, so he's right there, but. He's got the rushing floor better, though. Wait, Mahomes. hold on, hold on. How has Tyreek been doing? You, wait, you just said Mahomes has a higher rushing floor? 
No, I said Kyler has the higher rushing floor. He should be projected higher. Tyreek, two, he had three catches for 20 yards last week against Buffalo. The game before, three three catches, 78 yards, Las Vegas, but he had a big touchdown call back from a holding penalty. Dude, I feel like he's due for like on one of these massive blow up games. Like he's been fine. Oh, here we go. When it's going to be this week against the commish. I'm throwing yeah. pens. Unbelievable. <laughs> I do think you win. Um, I don't love his running backs. Dana, come and give me a better offer for Ronald Jones, and we'll see. Here's but. the situation. One more week of buys for me. Then I can go Camara, Mark Andrews, Jonathan Taylor, plug in Miles Gaskins. Will Fuller's my guy. He's playing no matter what. I think I play him over Mike Evans if I have to. Any day of the week right now, I'm in on the moon. Here's what I'm doing. I'm, I need to get to five and two, even though my points are good. I have to pick me and show some confidence in my team this week. All right. So we both picked you. Lock it up. That is three leagues, big previews, week seven, the climax of the fantasy season. We had a big interview this week. Connor and myself, we're calling it Monster Cast. What do you think of that? I love the name. Monster cast. Big episode. Buckle in your seatbelt. It's going to take you're m- telling them this at the end. <laughs> multiple. <laughs> multiple. <laughs> I think we get, we get right to it. You ready to go? Yeah. All right. That was week seven of the churn. As always, Connor bods at Connor bods on Twitter at JDFran14 on Twitter and at the churn FF for the podcast. As always, I'm the commish. You set your lineups, leagues.